Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of The Real Debaters. That's correct. We did have to change our name. You noticed You noticed correctly. Uh, we are now called The Real Debaters because we found out another podcast has the exact same name as us. So we decided to wave a white flag first, surrender the name, and change ours. So going forward, we are now known as The Real Debaters. Uh, real spelt R-E-E-L. Ha ha ha, right? Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, we're brought to you by the Toad in the Hole Pub and Eatery, uh, located at 112 Osborne Street. Amazing beer selection, great food, uh, happy hour every 2 to 7 p.m. every Saturday well, with live acoustic music. Attached to the whiskey bar, or attached to the Toad is the whiskey bar, which houses over 100 different whiskeys to choose from. Uh, I go there a lot. I drink a lot there. I've never seen a better catalog in the city of Winnipeg. So if you're a whiskey connoisseur, uh, that's for you as well. Downstairs is uh, the Cavern, which is their live music venue. Um, this coming month, they're featuring, uh, what do we got here? March 12th, Soul Night with Dr. Hotbottom. March 14th, Jam Night with Jive Town. March 15th, Fresh Slice, Idle King and the Casualties. March 16th, Ween and Weezer Tributes. March 19th, Soul Night with the Solutions. And March 21st, Jam Night with the Squid Squad. Uh, so yeah, thanks, Toad. We appreciate it. Uh, this week on the podcast, we decided to go hard in the paint on a very serious topic. You're in for a doozy. This is our longest one yet. Podcast is all about prison movies. What movie best uh, describes a life or a term or a day in prison? What did we put in here? We put in uh, 1978's Midnight Express, um, The Green Mile. Uh, what else was there? Uh, Shawshank Redemption and Papillon. Uh, this week coming to my living room uh, was Mark Navarro, Aaron Dole, and Mark Cowell. Uh, you're in for a treat. I, I, if you don't feel like going the distance with us, I understand this is a pretty serious topic, pretty heavy discussion. So without further ado, uh, here we go. Cue the music. It has been compared with auditory tactile synesthesia. Do you know what synesthesia is? No. no. Give me context. Synesthesia is when your senses overlap and you have an abnormal sensory response to sensory input. Okay. So people taste color and they see sound. Man, that was uh, the thing on... Uh, I was just watching, rewatching True Detective Season 1 and that's what he suffered from. He would like taste color and see sound because he Synesthesia. had some that's sort right. of... Yeah. Some sort of... Something wrong with his brain from all the hard drug use because he, when he was a narco agent. And then he just... he could. That's why he would trip out and have those acid type flashbacks when he was driving because he could taste color and see sound. And he mentions that. Crazy. I, actually, I watched a little documentary on it <clears> with <throat> some people that actually were explaining how they... Um, how they perceive yeah. certain certain things, and it was amazing. That'd be crazy if you could taste sound. I know. Like, what would like an electric guitar taste like? 
<laughs> it said certain notes, right? Yeah. It's, you know, like it's, a G? What would a G yeah, do? Yeah, or like? some people say they C sound. So it says like like bass, me, the room's blue. And, you know, they yeah, can describe sense. the yeah. different sounds. of. So the, like a like a probably a tribe would be like a, a hot, bright color, like a red or apparently a they see yellow. Sound. I, it would crazy. be amazing. This I like, like the C sound. It's like, how do you explain the color blue? In sound and 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 well, in sight to like a blind yeah, person and to, and to and to someone who's in sight. Yeah, lift it up a little higher. You sound so much better when you're when it's right in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> so how is this? That's whoa. Ooh. <laughs> There's okay. the air I know and love. Hey, I'm back. So, this thing that you're talking about, Mark. What is it like? Just for context, again, for people who are listening. So, the we, reason are we recording? We are oh, recording. Geez, all right. I'm talking <laughs> about my fetishes about ASMR. <laughs> what does ASMR stand for? It, uh, autonomous sensory meridian meridian response. So, for instance, the biggest YouTubers that do this will have um, stereo microphones set up, really, really high sensitivity, and they'll just. Like they'll comb something with a brush, or the and and it, it elicits in many people a very pleasurable response, and I quite enjoy it. And it's always best when you're listening to it in really good headphones. And, and that's I, why you enjoy podcasting and because I get you get some to of that, that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> that, like when somebody sort of licks their lips, and you get that little. <laughs> I do that Ooh. too. I lick my lips when I hear it. I on, tell you, on that gives me a little. That gives little Woody. <laughs> little Woody. Is it, is it move? Is it move? Half chub. Half, are we the half mass, half sail? <laughs> are we going full sail? It's more of a, it's <laughs> more of a, the hair in the back of your neck standing up, pleasant <laughs> feeling. I thought you were going to say twelve o'clock, or maybe like eleven thirty. <laughs> how many half ways? Past four. <laughs> Hang on, we need to. How many ways, Martin? Do you have to describe a boner? <laughs> oh, a lot, a lot. I mean, as a comedian, I there's definitely more than. I don't know. I, I can't count. There's a there's a bunch of ways I'd use to describe a boner. It was an onslaught of. Of yeah, that was a lot of boner a lot of boner references in, in the span of twenty seconds. This is like just getting shot in the face with boner references. What I do <laughs> here was that a pun every, intended there every week. This, I'm a punny guy. That's <laughs> it was punny. Um, okay, and so you, you what you were saying, Mark, is you get that from listening to the sound of your own voice, uh, and well, just voices in general. The way that we're we're mic'd up with headphones and stuff here, it's that very intimate. Yeah. hear every little intricacy that I find very pleasant. I what? have the opposite listening to my own voice. I hate what what would that be? What color do you think that would be if you just hated that sound? Like a like a poop green? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's what I feel about my own voice. Is that what the poop color green. would taste like? Yeah, poop. I just I cringe every time. Like every time I have to listen poop to a set I th- of stand up, I'm like I I hate listening to my own voice. I think it's more of like a sort of like a dull orange, dull orange, a pale orange. <laughs> yeah, like an orange because I happen to like olive green and yeah, I like the, all, all shades yeah. of all hues of greens. Well, It'd be a shit brown, Ben. The best describe it, shit oh, brown. Yeah, don't knock shit brown. <laughs> sort of a yellowy, l- yellowy brown, yellowy, yeah, yellowy, yellow you? celery. I could kick you. <laughs> I, I've actually taken iron pills. Uh, so today or just no, in general, in general, because I, I just low energy, know, low energy, and all that. Uh, a smooth transition. I've done. no, it's not. It's like it's it's doing wonders to my stomach, but it's also making uh, my poops good. Very interesting. More interesting than usual because it's something you're seeing like your 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 crap a charcoal black. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's kind of like oh, it's not. 
as gross as like you know like a what color are the diarrhea arm pills? Is it like a black pill? No, it's just uh, what, a regular pill. Regular. It's like it's one. like red, uh, red yellow. Okay. Yeah, it's it's you know. It's very believe, hard in your stomach. I believe it's well known that iron and bismuth, so Pepto Bismol, mm. will turn your poop black. Ooh, that's interesting. That's, that's true. Yeah, I know beets turn it red. Like mm. every time I have borscht, I always forget. I love this where this conversation's going. Like, but right um, down the toilet. Right down the toilet. right yeah. No, we're all describing our favorite foods that make a shit different colors before this night is over. Um, but beets, when you when I forget that I had borscht the day before, then hmm. you go to the bathroom and you're like, Why is there a murder scene? And you're like, Never mind. I yeah. had, I had beets. borscht. Yeah. Beets. Beets, beets, baby. I started taking a multivitamin, but just to show how how not of an adult I am, it's chewable. Like it's a gummy multivitamin for adults. That's what I take. Don't and knock it's delicious. vitamins. It's delicious. Oh, we, dude, we take those here. Like oh, I, they're great. I, I have Flintstones. Those are the, like the, the, the best inventions. Like I remember taking Flintstones chewable vitamins as a kid. Loved them. And then as an adult, stopped. But now I'm back on the, uh, I think it's the one a day gummy vitamins. I like the vitamin C ones. That, that, that flavor stands out. You know. It's on sale this week at Sobeys, so I decided oh. to pick up a pack. <laughs> this segment brought orange. to you by Sobeys. Sobeys. <laughs> and one a day vitamins. Not an official sponsor of the podcast, but we like them anyways. Uh, I always look forward to what sponsor we don't have each week. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I wish, but no. Uh, who, who's, who's somebody's cast had McDonald's um, as their sponsor? They got a $2.5 million check from McDonald's. Um, and then they McDonald's heard their podcast, and then we're like, we want our money back, and don't ever mention us on oh, your man. podcast again. Uh, your mom's house, that, uh, Tom Segura. That's one and, of the best uh, podcasts out there. It is a great podcast, don't get me wrong, but the, they heard the episode of a guy bought a dildo and like just recorded him doing it like from start to finish. Oh, they have a lot of clips on there that are just like internet clips of just weird but funny. Yeah. So, so what's the context of like McDonald's being uh, being angry with your mom's house? Well, what, what ended up happening oh. was they had smooth talked their way into McDonald's sponsoring them. Oh, okay. And then they did that podcast, and then that's the first podcast <laughs> McDonald's decided to listen to. After they're like, here's your two point five million. But they definitely did it for a goof. You don't know the podcast. They always yeah, talk about it's, this. It's and they not, don't care. They Ooh. they more or less trash on people from YouTube like it's it's part of it, so this whole thing was happening and then McDonald's was like, hey, let's see what we paid for. <laughs> they they didn't, they didn't scope them out like like just blindly. Ah, here's two point five. No. Yeah, no research was not done prior. They have like a really big following. That's they do. why McDonald's just sees the numbers and they're just like, all right, let's give these guys mm. money. It's free advertising. We're not free advertising, but you know what I mean. It's good advertising or two point five million dollar yeah. advertising. Yeah, virtually free. <laughs> but they don't know. Like they they play live. Like they play like sound bites from porn clips on their show. Mm. It's hilarious. Like like I listen to uh, Mark Maron, uh, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, and, and they shout all, out shout out <laughs> to some some great podcasters. Uh, they always uh, they always plug my me undies, not me. my but me undies. Martin, no, I don't I don't have anything. I don't I've never owned a pair of me undies. Okay, well, what are me undies? I know I have, but seen I know the the site. Dak Shepard, big me undies oh. supporter. Just the online site that sends you underwear. And also, MeUndies, very supportive. Yes. <laughs> apparently, really comfortable underwear. I've never yes. had them, but apparently really comfortable. Supports your nuts and berries. Yep. Your dinks and your... <laughs> Meat and potatoes. Because I was confused. <laughs> your rod. <laughs> your undercarriage. Again. There he goes. How many boner references? Uh. 
Boner Jams, volume Not just two. boners. <laughs> there were some ball references in that one, too. So. I think that's volume four now. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, we had to change our name. Right, Martin? Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. The, the thing about making a podcast for the first time is that you... I Well, this is the first time it's happened, but we ran into somebody else's podcast with the same name. I don't know. You Did you investigate it? I did. I was the one who told you. I'm like, look at this. You're like, no, we're the ones who have this name. I'm like, no, no, Google and the winner is, and you'll see what comes up first. And I looked at their history, and they've definitely been posting way before we have. So yeah, I was like, 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 like 20 episodes deep or yeah. 21. But at some point, we didn't want to be confused with somebody who does podcasts about the best Thanksgiving dish. Yeah. When we were doing a podcast just about what movies we like to bullshit about and debate with each other. Exactly. So, and also we didn't want to get sued or have to change it, you know, 20, 30 episodes in. I love how you have big dreams for this. Well, you know, you (laughs) might as well think ahead. Why did you, I'm, I'm, I'm pro. Never know what's going to happen. Someone may dig this up. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? 20, 28. This could be 2.5 million for McDonald's one day. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. With all my ball references and dick jokes, I don't think it'll be 2.5. Nope. Really, McDonald's. No. Maybe well, 2.5 million for the Fleshlight. I think we can get them as a sponsor. Yeah, but we don't have anybody sticking a dildo up their ass yet. So, I mean, there's always there's always room to fuck up. To, to human is, to air is to human. I said that earlier to you, I think, Mark. To air, yes, uh, just is that uh, the days right? ago, days ago too. Uh, yeah, I think it's to air is to be human. Or Shauna will listen to this and she'll Google it and be like, no, it was this. <laughs> sure. Yes, I'm wrong. I do that. I call people half the right name. Oh, my my father is fantastic. Movie titles. Actually, <laughs> nice segue to the show. My father <laughs> loves getting a movie title so close and then not. <laughs> it, it, like, the, I, oh, where's, I wish I, I, I'll come up with one. I'll, I'll just randomly insert them. Just, I'll Please, scream them yeah. out here. But he, he consistently can't get something right. Hey, did you see that, uh, the Died Hard? <laughs> I died hard. But just that's so close. <laughs> uh, I can relate. Did you see, there, there, oh no! See, that's going to be too close to what we're talking about today. I was trying to. Uh, he uh, he just gets some things just just wrong. Just see that wrong. movie, yeah. that shark movie, Jaw. Yeah, Jaw. Jaw. No dentures. Did you that's say movie dentures? <laughs> we uh, headed off to the Revengers. <laughs> big big movie. There. Actual team there. I, I can actually relate. My, my dad used to pull up references. <laughs> like, Avengers, I love that. My dad used to pull up re- like references. I'm like, oh, the guy in this and that and that and that. He'd be like, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, and be like, oh, okay, oh, okay, great. And now it's like he's he's like a year short of being seventy, and it's just like, yeah, the movie with the, 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 um, the guy in the thing. He's English. I'm like, <laughs> does he also have eyes and and and, and a nose? And it's just like, and then it's just like, it, it it becomes like twenty questions. The, the best is when they just keep repeating the same hint over and over. Is it a jackal in, in it's different a jackal. tones? <laughs> he's the English guy. The English guy, Aaron. That he's from England. You know the guy. He's British. <laughs> <laughs> and they get fr- lives across the pond. You're not helping. It's like Pictionary, where all you're doing is tapping the ugly picture and hoping that they guess something different. <laughs> yeah, like you drew a stick person, and you're yeah. like, you're supposed to know who you this just fucking is. Keep tapping is. the page. <laughs> it's a stick. It's a stick. <laughs> well, at least I I know this isn't just me. Like your dad and your dad are both Aaron, and Mark's dad are doing. I'm doing it 
when I'm, I'm 36. So I, <laughs> by the time I'm 50, I won't be able to talk to any of you about movies anymore. <laughs> we only got a 20-year window on I'll this just thing. be using sign language, like not even like traditional, like, <laughs> like, you, like American sign language, like, you know, like some like ridiculous drunk, like third base coach, like trying to run somebody in and telling you the, the movie with the ding and the guy. Um, anyway, so now what uh, I, I feel you nailed it, Martin, because you, you were. Well, you said, uh, what I did know. you say? You said the real debate. And I'm like, well, why don't we just call ourselves the real debaters? Kind of like from, well, are we going to get sued if I mention it? <laughs> no, I don't we won't know. Well, I don't know the law very well. Yeah, no, we won't. Like, I, we just didn't want to be like the debaters, right? So it's R E E L now. So yeah. now we're the real debaters, instead of previously known oh, as like a movie reel. A movie, oh, yeah. Oh. oh, I just got it now. Oh, <laughs> that is a genius. <laughs> who was really late to the party and who was just fucking with me? Mark raises You answered your own. Que- you answered your own question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I told a buddy of mine like what the premise of this podcast was, and he's like, "Oh, it's kind of like CBC's and the Debaters." It's I'm a, like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, kind yeah. of." Except, Except we just talk about movies, and we're not all comedians. You're the only comedian here, so technically, yes. we're not copying. We're just borrowing at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, welcome to um, the fourth episode of this podcast, now known as the Real Debaters. Um, this week, uh, everybody, say hello. We'll start with you, Martin. Hello. How's it going, world? <laughs> Why uh, is that so weird? I don't know. Because it's a setup. It's a throw to, right? Like, it's not. I'll, I'll naturally end Aaron. Hello, y'all. <laughs> and uh, replacing uh, Steve Taylor this week is Mark. Hi. Uh, glad to be back. We're glad I, you're here. Uh, really missed debating with you. <laughs> missed debating. I. I <laughs> he's so close. Like, he's just flirting with it, right? Missed debate. Missed debate. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> glad, glad to be back. <laughs> Um, so since last week, um, let's start with who, who do we want to start with here? Uh, Aaron, what'd you watch this week? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, uh, actually you remember, this... we can start with somebody else if you need a minute <laughs> I, to I actually, your thoughts. Reason why I remember, cause I literally watched it about 16 hours ago. Yeah. Hereditary. Oh, Ooh. that's so weird, eh? It's on Her- Netflix now. Yeah. It's, it's an odd one. Uh, if you want to be really depressed for two hours, yeah, and spooked, and come out still going, I, I don't get it. I, I actually have not a, to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah, I don't want to spoilers here. But. Ruin the ending and and the mystery of it, but uh, give it a watch. You know, it's like I, I can't say it's like a multi. Give me a letter grade watcher. rating. Letter or, grade? Yeah. What did you give it? Like a rating? Yeah, letter grade rating. Yeah. What would you give it? Like out of five? <laughs> Eight, no, letter grade, letter grade. A, a letter plus gra- B, uh, C, um, letter grade. The letter 32? <laughs> <laughs> Did I not explain that right? Did you guys get it? I got it. I, I said it letter grade. I heard Q. Letter. I was, Q. Yeah. I was Usually when you talk about movies, uh, we would get out 10 or 5. Oh, or yeah, I want a letter grade. Like old letter school. Grade? Like yeah. Give me like an elementary or letter a thumb. grade. How many thumbs? How many yeah. thumbs? Uh, I give it a one thumb up, one thumb down. Actually, I'll give it a B. There we <laughs> go. All right. I want you to keep describing one thumb up, one thumb down. He's <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle. It's a solid B. It's okay. a solid B. Solid okay. B. Give it a watch if, if you want to be depressed and spooked at the same time. It is really weird. It, 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 like the ending... Could never have predicted it, uh, and I think that's and, and there's there's lots of debate about it. I have a crush on Tony Colletti's talent too. She's a really Fuck. great actress. Okay, well in the movie, she, in the movie she loses a family member. Yep. 
and mm-hmm. uh, I, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. she loses a family member. It's it. Okay, yeah, it's not major. Come on, plot. Okay, go on. It's not a major plot. Sorry. I believe it's in the synopsis. Sorry. Uh, just <laughs> hang on, let me IMDb. <laughs> just her grief alone was like, holy shit! Like, yeah, that's what happens when someone loses someone in their family, and like, this is how they react the moment of. You know, yeah, you're right. It does. Oof. It does. It makes grief awkward in the room. Like when you're actually like, if you had guys, if Mark, 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 you guys haven't seen it. I do. I haven't not seen know anything about it. Um, Good. Actually, that's the best way. Go, uh, going blind. Yeah, yeah. he's right. Going yeah. blind and, and watch it, and it is very strange. It's very weird. It's not your standard sort of horror movie. It's not your nun or. I'm not much one for being spooked, but. Not a horror fan. Not a horror fan. Uh, no. Thriller. Suspense thrillers, yeah. yes. Because horror, you know, no. See, I would think it's like that. It's like it's like a slow burn throughout the movie. Yeah, I can look at that. Yeah, it's not. It's not hard. In it's it's not like the Purge, or it's not it's not like these new horror movies that like are in sixth gear within five minutes I'm of the not, movie. I'm not a big fan of the the jump scare, and not a big fan of the gore. There okay, I like the the mind game suspense. Uh, it's horror, if you will, that that kind the real messed up, heady stuff. Okay. Um, like photo photos. The stuff that stays with uh, you for Robin two or three one? years afterwards. <laughs> that Robin Williams movie was that? Like oh, that one? He, see, he's that stuff, booth, yeah, photo booth. Really? What was that movie called? Where he's the he works the photo lab. One hour photo. One hour photo. One hour photo. Like a psychological thriller. When he works at the one hour photo place. Yeah. Yeah. In Alaska, right? Is it Alaska? No, that's that's one that's one of Pacino. A lot of Pacino. I don't. I don't care to search it. I'm. I, oh. <laughs> but yeah. Actually, is it, is it crazy? I know the year date it came out, but I can't. I don't know the like the actual title of the movie. The guy who did Inception. Um, Nolan? Christopher Nolan? Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, he he directed it. He did. Insomnia. There we go. Insomnia. Oh yep. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, comes back. He likes the one word movies, right? Inception. Insomnia. Memento. 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 Is it Memento? Mm. Or memento. I think it's memento. I think I'm right? saying it like an Irish mint. <laughs> memento. 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 That's one of those words you say 10, 12 times and it just loses all meaning. Right? Yeah. And then you feel like you're just in yeah. this long memento. tongue twister. That was the Guy Pierce movie, right? Yeah. Guy Pierce, memento. yeah. Good yeah. movie. Very good movie. Yeah. Great movie. All right. Um, next, Throat Martin, what did you watch this week? Uh, I watched Overlord. Overlord. Is that the zombie Nazi yeah, movie? Yeah, the zombie World War II movie. Is this the? It was. It was my interpretation. A really good B movie, you know what I mean? Like it's a bad movie, but it's it's entertaining. It wasn't as scary as I thought it would be, but yeah. The the B movie that knows it's a B movie, but yeah. it's still good. Yeah, it's entertaining. That, that, mm-hmm. That's a good genre, actually. Yeah. Self aware. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think the last really good. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but the plan. <sighs> it came out with Death Proof. Uh, oh, Rodriguez directed uh, it. That zombie one. Planet right? Terror. Planetary, yeah, yes. yeah. That was loved, good. I love that, that movie. Was it was so aware that it was a complete B movie. And I took the piss out of stuff. Anyways. That was good. Uh, what was it? Um, what would you grade this movie? A B. A oh. B, B movie. Oh. I would give it a B. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it reminded me. Do anyone play video games like uh, Zombies, Black Ops, Call of Duty? Yes. It kind of reminds me of that. Like you have like four or five, like a small unit of U.S. Marines and a French resistance fighter sort of. Yeah, going to take on a Nazis like they find like uh, the Nazis find some sort of spoiler alert, but they find some sort of things hidden in this town that brings like 
what do you call it? Resurrects the dead. I feel like there's a Call of Duty mode where you can just kill Nazi zombies. Yeah, that's what it is. That's That's pretty much what we're, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much similar to the movie. But it's like from a, it's from a top view down. Is it, am I right? No, no, it's first person. Is it first person? Yeah, all the Call of Duties were all first person. No, I know that, but there was like a, I remember playing it. There was like another subset of the game where you went off and played like an old arcade version of it. Oh, I never played that one. I don't know. It, maybe I. One of them had different missions, and one of them where you're in a bomber and you actually had to like bomb targets in that black and white. I don't know. That maybe you're of. picturing. There's another one where you're running a tank. Yeah, so they all had different missions of, where you could yeah. do like different things. Okay. In the World War II. The campaign era. mode. Yeah. All right. Um, no, it's good. Cool. I, it's not. It's not something I would watch in theaters. I'm glad I didn't pay for it. But you know, if you have time to see it, the comfort of your own home. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet, um, Mark. Would you? Uh, what you know what? I, I would you? I, what? Yeah, I knew because I know you're YouTube more than you are movies. So. I, yeah, and I also watched uh, my the two movies I'm going to be talking about tonight. I gave them a good solid start to finish rewatch. Really? Yeah. Awesome. That's so why I decided to, that's what I was going to fill my time with, which is kind of cool. Okay. Um. Besides that, you know, it was more. I got into. Se- I watched season two of Ozark this week. <laughs> Um, I'd been delaying that watch. Do you, Hank, can I cut you off for a second? Yeah. Do you delay it because you need to get ready to watch it because you know you can binge it and, if, and you'll binge it and it'll be done in like two days? Sometimes, yeah. I do that too. Yeah. I don't want to... I want to savor it. ...get right on it. I kind of wait and then yeah. when I'm least expecting it. <laughs> There's some <laughs> things I can't. There's some things I can't possibly put off, but... Yeah, like Game of Thrones, I wouldn't let it go four weeks in and be like, mail tune in exactly. now, I guess, right? Like yeah. that's... That's not going to happen. I need to know what Daenerys is up to, right? Oh, yeah. And it's, okay, cool. Yeah, um, so I got into that great, great, great series, I find. Um, I think I, I came to appreciate it a little bit more, taking a break between season one and season two. Um, yeah, because you get excited. Yeah, and you know what? I got really into Jason Bateman for some reason, so I've been kind of going through and watching a bunch of his stuff. and He's good in that series. And I liked him in there. Yeah, he's got a certain ability to bring levity to the most serious fucked up situations and just the way he does it is so like so natural i'm a big fan yeah no he he uh i will probably go on a long-winded rant here but i'll I'll try to keep it short for (laughs) the sake of this but he has the ability to um i I think he just has a kind face that's that's what i'm going to leave it up to okay does anyone else have trouble telling the difference sometimes like confusing the names between jason bateman andy sudeckis and uh what's the dude from the hangover name the you don't talk about the office the hangover ed those three guys ed helms i always have trouble mixing those names <laughs> up sometimes andy jason's brother uh i don't, I don't <laughs> it's jason sudeckis <laughs> did you say andy, andy sudeckis, sudeckis, or andy sudeckis? <laughs> yeah i always confuse andy sudeckis with jason yeah, sudeckis. i have no yeah. idea yeah. see that's what i mean I conf- those those three actors i always have trouble i get it confusing well, them that's i i get Jason Bateman and Patrick Bateman all confused sometimes. Pa- like Patrick, like yes, American Psycho. American Psycho, Patrick. Bateman. <laughs> I, I, I you, was like, you really do, but yeah, I you do can't discern the difference. No, the names. Between. Oh, the name. Oh, the names. Okay, I thought you. I thought you were really. Hence the Bateman thing. The Bateman. Speaking of Bateman, he was great in uh, Teen Wolf too. <laughs> it's it's funny that it, I, I just it. just listened to it, yeah. the uh Dak Shepard Armchair Expert uh, podcast interview with Jason Bateman discussing Team Wolf <laughs> 2. 
uh, how it damaged his career at the time, <laughs> but it is now uh, re-arisen, if you will, a la zombie <laughs> apocalypse, um, to suddenly become one of those so bad it's desirably good. Hmm. It's, it's like kind of like Clooney's Batman Forever, <laughs> where he bashes it. It's a trade wreck, and Maybe. you know it's a trade wreck. Maybe and not. Sometimes people go back just to watch the, the horrible movie that this person like put out. The Room. Kind of like the, watching the room. The movie, the room. Yeah. That bothers you? No, it's just like that's what he's like watching that train wreck of a movie, the room. People watch it because it's so bad. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah it's hard to you watch it because it's hard to watch, not because it's no. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, what did I? Do? What did you watch this week, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I just I haven't been able to think about anything else but American Gods. It's coming back for season two, so I rewatched all of season one. I'm I couldn't like, get into it. Oh. I'm into it because I read the book. So I honestly think yeah, I get it because yeah. you read Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. And I mean, I got into it just because honestly, I was jumping on a bandwagon for that one and I was pleasantly surprised. Is the book better than the mo- the series? The book just holds a lot more character development that they can't put into the show. Like they put enough in for you as a viewer to watch to, to watch and start to develop. Like it's really artistically really well done. I watched parts of season one and I liked that, but I just the story I couldn't get into it for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it was the the actors. I'm not sure. It's got the same feel as Spartacus Blood and Sand. I love Spartacus Blood and Sand. I know you did. I know you did. And so it it takes that those those slow action shots and really gets into the nitty gritty. It's very sexual. There's lots of boobs, lots of lots of boobs, lots of penis. Um I'm biologically correct on half those words. <laughs> lots of rods. Lots of rods. So, there we go. Rods and boobs. Um, lots of memories. <laughs> um, and uh, it, yeah, just character development's awesome. And what's uh, I remember his name? He did a, a runoff. Is it the main character. I like him. Not He's... Shadow Moon. Not the guy who plays Shadow Moon. The guy who plays Mr. Wednesday. No, that's the one I'm talking I like him. Yeah. The guy who plays Mr. Wednesday is a, a good character. I forget what his name is, though. Yeah, we're just checking that out right now. Oh, my computer's slow. wish I had someone like Jamie. Someone, <laughs> but I like how the, the show, the one thing too. I did like Pull about the up, show. Jamie. Yeah, right. Pull is, up. Uh, <laughs> but the one thing I did like about the show is the fact that, like, the, the synopsis is old gods versus new gods. So yes. You had, like, the ancient Norse, Greek, whatever gods, Egyptian gods versus, like, the newer gods, like the god of technology or... Yeah, you, know, you have you have the god of technology, the capitalism, god of money. capitalism. Yeah. Well, there's there's like big gov- there's a big government god, there's a gun god, there's a technology god, and there is a um, TV god. So those are the new gods that humanity today prays to, right? So cell phone, TV, and old gods in the show: Norse god, Egyptian god, um, African god, um, Irish gods. Like there's a leprechaun who's got superpowers in it. Liv Shriver's brother actually is in the show. He's pretty pretty solid. Is this the show with Ian McShane? Yes, that's who I was getting to. Ian McShane who plays Mr. Wednesday. It's yes. Yeah. I like Ian McShane. Why is he called Mr. Wednesday? God of Wednesdays? Uh he he I'm spoiler alert. Sp- uh, no, I'm not gonna spoil that <laughs> they really hold back who, I mean, okay, if you know if you uh, know uh, you know what the, the way you guys are explaining this, this sounds like the stupidest show ever. Like like it was created by a twelve year old. But also very intriguing. I'm sure it's it's a little bit more. Yeah, I'm not doing it any justice by how I'm actually, like my interpretation. You know, the African of it is god, the, Irish leprechaun god. You know, you know leprechaun. Mr. Wednesday. 
Old gods, new gods. I'm explaining water it. of God. I'm explaining it the God way water. I watch Kiwi it. God. I'm not explaining it like I'm an, a professional <laughs> interpreter of cinema. So yeah, cell phone God, <laughs> yeah. Nokia God. You're just saying words. Yeah. <laughs> God of posters. It's a fucking word. Salad. I'm just I'm just looking around the room here. Just Kaiser so saying this thing. <laughs> oh, good reference. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, fuck you all. Um, we're gonna get to aggressive. the. <laughs> that's my that's my new comeback on this. If I don't have anything else to say, it's a blanket fuck you all. Um, <laughs> love you, but fuck you all. Just so, talk so, a bit more about that show, but you know, you keep keep talking. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Mister Saturday is gonna fucking do to you next. <laughs> Ooh, them's fighting woods. Them Something fighting involving woods. McDonald's not giving us two point five million dollars. More than likely, yeah. <laughs> see you by the tetherball court. Thank God we don't put this up on video because people would not want to see what I'm about to do next. Empty threat. <laughs> Are we gonna cut away now? <laughs> Anyway, so the nuts and bolts of this podcast. All right. Um, nuts and bolts. Also a uh, dick reference. <laughs> Ball reference, actually. Keep bringing sure. it back. Also a not non-sponsor? Nuts, nuts and bolts aren't a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> but they did just pull their advertising dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know we didn't discuss uh, who should go first this time. No, actually. We no, didn't. we didn't. So um, rock, paper, scissors. How do you? How do we want to do this? Someone come up with something fun. Actually, you know what? What do you want to do? You have never won first. I have never gone first. I, that I can actually. <clears throat> okay. All let's right. have Michael Petro go first. All right. So, um, we're, we're, let's let's get let's get let's get prison movie out of the way, right? Let's get at her. Yeah. Pitter pitter patter. Let's get at her. Okay. So premise of this week, I think I sent out. Well, we originally started. I originally was like best prison movie, but that was pretty vague i think because it's like oh any movie with a prison setting or, or prison, there was a in, prison it, in it prison in it yeah so then we i think we had to br- br- narrow the narrow the scope of that one so then i think we got to best movie where the protagonist is incarcerated or at least spends like well obviously if you're in prison you're incarcerated straight up prison is straight up prison the premise is movies straight up about prison mm-hmm. yeah i don't know about this detailed protagonist serving a sentence and pr- I never got that um, email. We need to get you in on that chat group if, <laughs> if you're going to be rotating Stephen and out. Well, the, Mark's uh, going to be disqualified. <laughs> I feel as though I'm getting handicapped here. No, 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 no. Well, no. Okay, so like that's what we were talking about. But what it boiled down to was movie prison movie, like just a basic prison movie. Story takes place in prison. Things happen in a prison. However, that story is straight up prison. Straight up. There's a prison. big difference between a prison movie and a movie about imprisonment. I know there is. Okay. I'm just clarifying. Captain Obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you should be, yeah, you should be included in the chat group because in the chat group, Aaron and I were like straight up prison. Well, there was like, we're also talking about psych words and. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to expand it into mental health facilities and psych wards and stuff because you can serve a term of imprisonment. That's just me and my crazy way of thinking. Like I, I, uh, this is. I just know what movie had in mind. That's why I was like, nope, straight up prison. Oh my, oh. (laughs) My information was twisted a bit through the petrol filter that I uh, was applied to my side. You should of the get one of our numbers and ask us next yeah. time. If you're unsure, ask me your air. And we're like, we'll tell you straight up what the topic's about. You know, yeah, no. And it's, it's horrible because the day job allows me to, like, I can communicate with people at work with short bursts of words that don't string together in a functioning sentence. And they know what I'm getting at. So in my private life, 
I now do that sometimes when I'm explaining things like Mr. Wednesday and the cell phone god and expecting you, Aaron, to know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. And, and Saturday, podcast, prison, go. <laughs> <laughs> the petrofoot. Very efficient. <laughs> It's like you're paying for the words. Saving on data. You know what I mean? Like you sent a telegram. I really couldn't afford the thes and as. No prepositions. Prepositions? Yeah, no prepositions. Should I should I just get like like Morse code in here and just tap it out to you? Prison. Send help. No, no, prison podcast. Okay. What do you got, Mike? What do I got? What did I bring today? Straight up prison movie. Okay, so yeah, I went with one of the first uh prison movies that I watched um, like when you when you're watching when your dad starts to introduce you to the movies that he really liked mm. I don't know if you guys ever experienced I, I think every kid experiences that at some mine point mine was right? movies though I mean we sorry uh, songs my songs? dad introduced me to songs that he really liked not really too much movies but not a lot of movies but like the movies I feel that your dad will watch with just you know you are like Godfather right that was where I first watched the Godfather yeah, right that's cool. where yeah. I first watched um, Terrace Balba where I first watched um, Streetcar Named Desire, like those those movies of like those cool movies of Rando his movies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so one of the first ones I ever saw was Midnight Express. Oh. Yeah, dug deep, went way back. Uh, filmed 1978. Uh, we got a two hour and one minute runtime. I I just felt like that was pivotal to this conversation. Uh, director Alan Parker, written by Oliver Stone, surprisingly. I didn't know that until I started looking into this. I knew that. Um, and then Billy Hayes, uh, who wrote the book, which is what the movie is based off of. Um, I, I've seen it. I know Aaron's seen it. Martin, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen you it. You haven't seen it, Mark? Have I you have, seen I it? I have not. Okay. All right. A little short synopsis then. Um, oh, I should. We'll start with cast, actually. Uh, Brad Davis, Irene Miracle, who, like, I don't know who she is, but she's got a great last name. Right, she's a miracle. What's her name? Irene Miracle. Irene Miracle. Hmm. That's her. That's her name. Um, Bo Hopkins, Randy Quaid, and John Hurt. Love Randy Quaid. Right? Like yeah. Randy Quaid before Randy Quaid went fucking cuckoo. This is um, like actually pre-comedy Randy Quaid as well. Oh, it's pre a lot of pre-National like, Lampoons. Yeah, definitely. Like it came like what? 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 National Lampoons? Aaron? What? Uh, what Vacation. Yeah, but, well, yeah, 19, but, 1983. 1983. And, and then, then he joined SNL a couple years later. And then he, you know, continued his cousin Eddie character in Christmas Vacation. Yes. In 89. And so forth. <laughs> I just love seeing how far your brain uh, goes. Quick Change, 1990. Okay. With, right. uh, with Bill Murray. <laughs> he was also into that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, with that said, okay, so the short synopsis on this. Uh, nearly With nearly two kilos of. Hashish blocks strapped to his torso. On October 16, 1970, the young American college student Billy Hayes is arrested and sentenced to four years of imprisonment for trying to smuggle drugs. As the new inmate struggles to finish up his time enduring unspeakable torments and abuse within the hellish purgatory, he is befriended by, a fellow, by fellow convicts. However, with Ankara in grave need of scapegoat, Hayes' sentence is overturned to another 30 years of incarceration. Under those circumstances, Billy's only hope is one last February appeal. This or catch the Midnight Express. For those who haven't seen it, the Midnight Express is slang for getting breaking out of jail, I think is what it is, or being broken out of jail, right? Okay. Um, so it, like the, the short version of it is, is he does, he's trying to smuggle drugs out of Turkey. So 
Turkish prisons. Turkey at that time really had a problem with this movie, I was finding out. Like, it ruined Turkey's tourism. Oh, really? Because there yeah, the was reputation. such a fear of Americans going there and, like, just seeing how hard their judicial system is. Um, people were like, nope, Turkey's off the map for me. Right. I think at the time of Billy Hayes or Mays? Bill, uh, Billy on. Hayes. Let's fact check that. In this time where he was Billy actually. Hayes, William Hayes. Yeah. William Hayes was captured. Like, the relations between Turkey and the U.S.? Not so good. Not so good. So they wanted to set an example. Unfortunately, he was the example. He was the example. Um, so, re- like, to, to give you an idea, Turkish prisons, um, the reason I, I picked this movie is because of its hellish representation of a third world, not a third world, um, an other world prison, a Middle Eastern prison, let's say, right? Um, and just the torment he went through, not only for breaking the law there, but breaking the law as a white American. Right, like that really fucked him. Um, but what is it? Is it ratting somebody out, or was it? I couldn't find it. What is it? Ratting somebody out, like snitching on somebody or stealing? You get stabbed in the ass in a Turkish prison. <laughs> I think all of it. Yeesh. Yeah, like, usually snitches. Snitches get stitches, man. Stitches. Yeah. You know what? I honestly, everybody, I just so we're clear, Martin is from California, so he can say that. <laughs> I think that's a world thing, actually. It's you a world s- thing. Anyone snitch. says that? Yeah, you get stabbed. I I, I believe what you're looking for because I haven't seen this movie for a while, but. It's one also one of my favorite prisons, prison movies. I think it's like this, like that. It translate, uh, it, it, it translate that in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah, get stabbed yeah, yeah. in the ass if you know, if they have a beef with somebody, you stab them in the ass. So <laughs> like as he's getting a like, first he goes to prison, then, <laughs> then he is told by this American lawyer is he's like, hey, we'll get you out of here. Don't worry, it'll be a slap on the wrist, no big deal. Then he goes back to, in front of the judge, and the judge is like. 30-year sentence, you're done. So now he's stuck in this prison, has no idea how to make his way through it, and it's torturous because he's a young tourist, right? Like, he's not a bad kid. He comes from a decent family. It's just a bad mistake. Which, side note, it's also the um, reason behind Broken Down Palace. Broken Down Palace is like the new new version of that, right? So if you've seen Broken Down Palace, then you know the same same premise, right? but he's there for a couple of days and he just gets stabbed in the at he's there is a prison shower scene that makes deliverance look like like cotton candy it it's it, it it was overdone everybody in the film admitted to the fact that they may have gone a little high harder than they should have um but like the the uh what it what it does convey in the general sense is that it's a very hard hard way to do time the reason i picked it specifically was there is a scene in the movie where um they're forced into this this cave basically with this post in the middle and they're all told to just walk around this pole continuously right no reason we'll come and get you when we're done exercise essentially yes but it's torturous exercise because there's this tiny little hole for sunlight and it is designed to break your mental spirit so you essentially decide to walk the other way and they will come in and beat the shit out of you. So it's it's this thing where like you're forced into doing this on top of an already rough prison sentence in a prison that you're, you know, being used to be made an example out of in a country that you can't get out of. Like this is Billy Hayes's sentence. Not just being committed to prison, but being forced to endure a torturous prison lifestyle that, you know, in America wouldn't there'd be no way that would be like that. Well, this is actually in context to that, 
there's regular Turkish prison, then then there's that. That's the insane asylum. That's true. Yeah, it was. He actually, in the movie, I don't know if it's real life. He actually kills a prisoner. Spoilers. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's from he goes absolutely. You haven't seen it. It's your fault. He goes well. It's 1978. <laughs> yeah, you, it's, you've had 40 plus yeah. years to see it. <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh, he he goes insane because uh, uh, one of his prisoner friends uh, I guess falsely accused, and yeah, he goes he goes ape shit on this prisoner and kills him in front of all the guards, and then he gets sent into the insane asylum, which also yeah, it's uh, he he gets yeah he, like this the circle of. I don't know what you would call that. Well, it, it, it was it was kind of like a religious thing, or it was uh, no, it was, like it a was Turkish uh, thing. I, I don't know what it was, but it was it was it was a it was it was a torture de- device. Basically, it was walk around a room that you can't see anything in and do as you're like it. It it was confinement. It, it was uh, like what do they do when they put you into solitary confinement? But worse, right? Like yeah. okay. uh, I think solitary is worse. Well, man. okay, yeah, solitary is yeah. way worse. No I, sunlight. You're I, by yourself. The human mind goes insane. I, I have never done any hard time, so <laughs> I'm speaking been purely. Been to jail once. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is from a distant point of view. Um, so, yeah, so it's, uh, to, to sum it all up, um, any prison movie that I've seen, yeah, okay, hard time, right? Like Dead Man Walking, hard time. That's that's mm. death row, right? Escape from Alcatraz, that is the hardest, but that's the prison of all prisons, right? It was the supermax extraordinaire at the time. That's a great movie, but this one I picked just because of its intensity inside the prison, as well as being confined to that intensity. Mm-hmm. It, actually, being a foreigner in a foreign land, yeah, with with very little options and very little friends. Uh, John fucking Hurt was actually nominated for an Oscar for that role. Yes, he was, he was. fucking great in the movie. He looked like a death door in every scene. Uh, he well, he's kind of like he's got that voice, but there's always a scene where he's just got this little roach. Of a cigarette, and he's just talking. You know, he wasn't. But he wasn't like Red from Shawshank. Like he didn't have the clout that Red had, but he definitely had the wisdom. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. He was. He'd been a there ex, for a long ex, time. An ex junkie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Sorry. He, he looks like he shot up every single day in his entire life in that movie. He looked like a. <laughs> yeah. He likes but the Turkish hashish. But but uh, I th- I think that movie probably has my f- favorite prison guard. You love to hate. The sadistic, oh, yeah. well, the sadistic motherfucker. Oh yeah, like worse than Cool Hand Luke. No, and the, this guy is like, yeah, he didn't just like, yeah, all right, well, I'll take you to the corner, I'll just rape you, and I'll go back to my job, and uh, like he would walk away from the scenes like not, not like nothing in his face. Like, there was a scene where he actually he has his two little kids. His, that's I, right. I assume he takes them in both hands and they both in school little uniforms. He goes Those to the prison fat, yard. His fat sons. His fat little sons. Yeah. And then uh, there is these, uh, I guess it's like a youth prison and like these, these kids are about 10 to 12, 13 years old. He, they line all up and they have bare feet on and they, their, their feet are sort of po- like aligned on this sort of bench. He grabs this metal this this wooden bat and this goes to town on their feet in front of everyone just just to kind of like to set show a lesson. His kids like you know don't ever end up like these people yeah it, it, it was it was just messed up anyways he t- puts his blazer back on puts his hat back on grabs his little kids hands and walks out of the prison <laughs> it, 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 it's not making any sense I, I, I just just watch the scene it's just it's really messed up and it's just it's just the look on his kids faces and like i can only imagine what their fucking home life is with this psycho 
<laughs> the psychotic. It's, if uh, it's one one thousandth of what he does to the prisoners, it's, yeah, it, I need to run. Just uh, it's probably like the Iceman. You ever see the Iceman? Oh just yeah, like, like super, probably like that. He's yeah. like good with his family, but everyone else he fucks up. Like he fucks with the documentary. No, Not, well I seen the the movie. I've seen the documentary, but the uh, movie on Netflix with the. Um, I forget what it, the actor's hang name on, is. I got you. But uh, I got you. there's a. It's on we Netflix. Don't know it it's, all, everybody. Like he's good family man. You would never. Like, they never guessed it, and then all of a sudden just. Just doing hits, just nonstop hits, well, it's, killing it's, people. It's, it's, it's a job. Michael right? Shannon yeah. is a nice Michael man. Shannon, yeah. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Michael Shannon, huh? I I like him. The only reason Shape of Water was a good movie, Michael Shannon. <laughs> you don't like the sexy? Uh, interspecies breeding. I mean, uh, get woke, Mike. Get fucking dude. Woke. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm behind the fucking times. It's apparently. 2019. <laughs> yeah. All right, get cool. with it. Get woke. Cool. Sorry to anybody out there who likes to have sex with lizards. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Don't knock um, until you try. I believe um, it was a fish. <laughs> anyways, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's my. I know I have your vote, Aaron, because you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a great fucking movie. movie. It's yeah, I, I, I can't I can't knock it. It's also like he was this harshly debating you yeah. on that one, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's also I felt pressed into a corner there, Mark. Yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> I can't really debate debate you on it. It is it's a great prison movie, and it's not unlike other prison movies. Like there's been a, you know thousands of prison movies set in an American prison. Yeah, not ma- not many American-made movies set in a Turkish prison. No. Um, also, the the hashish scene where he's literally, it's like ten minutes of this heartbeats and it's getting faster that and faster. Opening scene the is... opening scene where he's like, he does. Right, he almost gets away of going boarding this airplane, and I think like the Simpsons spoofed it. That like it's like a famous scene in like in, in movies of smuggling drugs, and like the Simpsons spoofed it. Like it's been spoofed in other movies. <laughs> it's it's just like this like yeah. it's it's really intense and like there's no music for 10 15 minutes of of him like this i i don't know how, how many pounds of hashish he has with on him but uh he's uh, fully strapped just, like he looks he looks like he's got a gun a gun vest like an ammo pack yep, yep. right around his chest and he does this thing where he's like he's sweating he walks away from his girlfriend he goes into the bathroom he does he, you watch the whole thing go down and then he looks himself in the mirror and he has this look where he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to fucking do this, right? Like, he's going to nail it. And then everything just goes to shit. And then the dogs come out and everybody. T- he, he almost makes it to the plane. Like, he's he's on the tarmac. It's a, it's a tarmac. Ooh, so, yeah. like, and that's, it's it's just so close. Can't believe I haven't seen this. Get him. I've yeah. known of it for some time. It's been on my radar. Solid movie. That's okay. I feel maybe, I, I think I've sold it to the two of you. Yeah, I'd watch it. Sweet, and awesome. I can't really debate you because it's a great movie. I know it's a it's, it's a good. Our whole movie. premise has gone to shit. I have to rely on these two, <laughs> <laughs> Martin and Martin and Mark. <laughs> I can't I can't knock it. It is twenty percent in a prison, mm-hmm. and it's it has got escape attempted escapes, psychotic guards. Yeah, um, it's a nightmare. I yeah, feel like I, both both Mike and Aaron have chosen the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, motherfuckers. Okay, quit calling this out. Yes, we bromanced over a big deal. Martin, you're next. Go. Ooh, uh, mine. I picked this one. This is the first prison movie I actually ever saw. Uh, came out '94. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption. What movie? Amazing choice, Martin. Amazing. You're you're fantastic. Best movie. No, sorry, I thought we were teaming up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please go on. I want to hear more about myself. (laughs) This is turning into a four corners match. Yeah, well the line is drawn in the sand here. (laughs) 
No, but this is this is actually the first um, prison movie I saw. I'll explain it later about the background of when I saw this movie, but um, I'll just give you a little background. 94, came out in 1994, directed by Frank Darabont, who also did The Green Mile, another prison movie. Um, he also did, like, he's most known for, I guess, the first season of The Walking Dead, developed that one. Um, based on the Stephen King novella, Rita Hayworth and The Shawshank Redemption. Uh, notable actors, Tim Robbins, who plays Andy Dufresne, the protagonist. Morgan Freeman, who plays Red. Uh, Bob Gunton, who plays the warden. And Clancy Brown, who plays Captain Hadley. Um, synopsis, basically, Andy Dufresne is sentenced to two consecutive life terms in prison for the murders of his wife and lover. Um, however, only Andy knows he didn't do it. Uh, he didn't commit the crimes while... He forms friendships with uh, fellow inmate Red, experiences the brutality of prison life, adapts, helps the warden, etc. Does all this in 19 years, and the movie starts in the year 1947. Um, basically, I'm going to debate three things. like th Three things that I love about this movie, the set, the casting, and the story. So set, for me, um, I really love the set for this. It was uh, filmed at the um, Ohio State Reformatory, which was opened or I guess it was in operation 1896 to 1990. So by the time this the filming was for this movie was on, it was abandoned. Um, I don't know. There's something about this this building. It just has that old-timey gothic look. You know, lots of stone and brick. Um, I think the place was, like, you know, like, when you look at this place, like, that first shot where they show the prison, that first overhead, like, you know, um, shot of the whole facility. You This place looks like it had a lot of human rights violations. Like, it just... <laughs> It did look like that. Hotel human right violence. Yeah, so many. And it, speaking of that, like the place was closed down in 1990 due to overcrowding and in inhumane living conditions. Um, another thing that I really liked about the set was the cell blocks. I really liked how they were facing each other. So you know like these prisoners legit had no privacy. Like 24-7, someone's going to see something that you're doing. You just had that was taken away from you, all that privacy. Uh, it wasn't that just a little fun fact that wasn't um, actually part of the prison. It was filmed on a s soundstage, I believe the uh, the actual cell block, because mm. I think the um, the way the cell blocks in the actual prison uh, they were just facing uh, a wall. I guess one side oh. was facing a wall, <laughs> and then like it, they had windows. I think on the other side of the wall. I guess. Um, what else did they have? I wasn't here? quite scenic enough. No. <laughs> A lot of stuff here, guys. <laughs> uh, just a little fun fact. The uh, the sewer pipe, known as the river of shit that Andy crawls through, um, it was a mix of water, chocolate syrup, and sawdust. But the stream into which he actually emerges from was considered toxic, Ooh. and he swam through that. Hmm. Did not know that until I <laughs> did the research. Um, I don't know. I just like the, the whole prison. The, it just helps sell that idea of like a really, really hopeless situation uh, set-wise. Kind of ended up having it easy though at one point. Like halfway through the movie, he's how is that easy doing paperwork for the guards and yeah, he uses his his life experience life experience to get special treatment. But he had to deal with the sisters a well, bunch. I, no, I know. I mean, I'm not saying then, he didn't get you know the standard par for the course treatment, but well, he did at, at first. Oh, he totally did. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I we we've all seen the movie. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. Pff, yeah. Forty times, okay. and then how about doing? How about doing like two months in the hole? I'm not saying he. he didn't I feel get it easy. Like it, it, there's nothing easy about this movie. But he gets a library. 
<laughs> yeah, but then he gets the library for other things. He and, gets projects. He does he, things to keep him busy. But in the end of the day, he he's still a, in prison. He gets Rita Hayworth. <laughs> Martin, where do you land on... Uh, gets chess pieces. Where, where do you land on whether Andy was guilty or not? Um, I don't know. Like, the movie does leave it... A, like, it, it hints that he wasn't guilty, but it kind of... I didn't read the book, but I think it kind of leaves it to your own interpretation. I don't think he was guilty, but I think you can kind of make up... For the viewer to make their own decision on that point, because that would greatly affect the way that, like, how hard he had it, right? If he, if he had it one way for somebody who had murdered his wife, mm-hmm. or did he have it for another way, somebody who's wrongly in prison? But the movie does hint the fact that he didn't do it because he had the witness, and the warden shuts that down right away, and he's like, "Well, you're just going to do another life sentence. You're going to be here for fifty years." Like the thing about this movie that I liked is, well. Um, it, like the story itself, I mean, Shawshank wasn't wasn't a fun place to be. Let's say that, right? It wasn't a fun place to be. It's a hopeless situation. But Andy brings the hope back to people who don't have it. It's great white hope. He he was like he was like he was kind of like, um, like look at Red. Like I mean, this is the first time Red was a little term. defeated. Institutionalized, yeah. like Brooks and Red, one of two of the saddest cases. Well, Brooks's case is the classic well, institutionalization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't deal with it. Like at the end of the day, when he gets released, like think of this: like Brooks did fifty years, and he basically, when he went in, cars weren't a thing. <laughs> yeah, that scene where he looks the, at the cars. The, yeah, pretty, yeah. He almost gets run over by a car because he didn't know, and I thought that was like just super brutal. And he just what tried to idiot. figure out ways to just, Jesus, Aaron, what an idiot. <laughs> God. That's a fantastic sequence when he gets released. I know. It's great. I mean, he's just looking for ways to get himself back in because that's all he's known. He was spent actually, 50 years. It was actually one of the, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only few sequences that didn't involve Andy Dufresne. Yeah. Was it was just like, it was all in Brooks and he was narrating it. And it's just. Yeah, it went off on a completely separate just like Which was great. I, often, I love that. I that often, was one of I my often, favorite parts. I often think about robbing the grocery store. You know, yeah. He's just big, begging his groceries. Writing his notes, yeah. He's writing a suicide note. Basically yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a suicide oh, yeah. note yeah. that he sends to Red. Brooks was, was here. here. Yeah. yeah. It was brutal. By far the best narrated movie, I think. I, I know. This was the time when Morgan Shawshank Freeman is. kind of... it was He wasn't overplayed as a narrator. This is I think this is one of the first where I've, I've heard him his voice. Doing that that job, which I loved about it's it too. Morgan Freeman's voice is a better yeah. than the one. Although I don't smoke. agree with his sexual conduct or misconduct. For the record, no one agrees with any sexual conduct yeah. that happens in Hollywood that is misguided or yeah. enforced. Feel me? But disclaimer. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Let's break the tension. Okay, go on with with your. Uh, Let's separate you, the artist from his from yeah. from, from. Let from me under. Well, yeah, let, but hang on. Let me. I want to understand what Martin's saying here because mm-hmm. I know he's not a weak debater, but. Um, Right now, he's kind of. Anybody got any water wings? <laughs> well, you do have me the fact that he was falsely imprisoned. Yeah, which is harder than any other prison sentence. Like my God, he had it kind of hard, but like for the rest of the movie, he, he left a really cushy life in prison, just working in the he, he like a staffers. He had his little tight knit group of you know these guys. He took that. That that do up guy, Andy Dufresne. You know, he, <laughs> he went in Andy Dufresne, but then he's like fucking Andy yeah, Dufresne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he kind of made a life for himself in the prison, and uh, but he was innocent. Like in, in the movie, I'm yeah, not. He, he I'm not denouncing innocent. that it's a great movie. I'm just saying his prison sentence seemed to get better. 
as opposed to like. But we're not debating. Oh, wait, wait, is it debating exactly. The okay. movie is yeah. debating harshness of prison. The movie I'm, I'm, is a best just, prison I'm movie. I'm just disturbing shit. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> we're not debating harshness of prison sentence. I we're know. debating like the best prison movie. Exactly. And this is why I think it's the best because it 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 gives you that glimpse of hope that these people need. Like it shows you the dehumanization of a North American prison. There it is. I was right? trying to. Okay, I get it. All right. You know what I mean? Like it just. Mike has instituted some other scale I, of. Just to give you rating here, and yeah. we're not going. We're for not it. going for that. We're not going for which is more, yeah. more harsher. I'm trying to skew. We're not going. Favorite. Who got shanked yeah. the most? The yes. most shanked. We're going for like the, I, the most extreme movie. anal stabbing scene. I win. <laughs> yeah. I think this story was great. I think this has, this is a brilliant story. Um, I mean, just to give you like the background that I was going to give you, I saw this. Um, I think when I was in grade eight or nine in English class, like this, like before this, the only uh, reference I had to prison was from rap songs and Three Stooges. Uh, episodes and i'm like this is well, not is a, the greatest this this movie scared me straight right this movie scared me straight when i, I first guess, saw yeah. it it's and i was like like i when i i mean that opening scene where they just the the warden is giving the prisoners basically the lay of the land the rules one guy just asks hey when do we get fed and then just clancy brown or um the the captain halden just whacks him with a baton i'm just like oh shit prison sucks like do not ever go there and then they have to shower together, right. naked in front of other men. That fucking sucks. And then the sisters, like the sisters were on his case. I'm like, dude, what do they want with his mouth? What are they going to do with his, what are they going to put in his mouth? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Oh, the, the oh, sisters. The, yes, the yes. men who imposed themselves on other men in the prison. Yeah. The sisters. You know what? I, I, I watched that movie about a few years ago, and I realized that the lead sister, uh, I forget his name in it, but uh, Clancy Brown just beat him half to oh, death. Yeah. I, I forget the actor's name, but he's, he's the same guy. He plays Drake. In Aliens. Oh, that guy. I love Drake and Aliens. I know. Kind of character actor. Yeah. No, but I just, like that scene, also that scene, like, you know, you don't like his character, but you can't help but feel bad for him when the captain beats the shit out of him because he never walks again. He he has to eat all his meals through a straw at that point. I was totally fine with that watching I was just like, I just, you just can't, like, no one (laughs) deserves that, like, to be beaten to the point where you're paralyzed. Like, no human deserves that. And that's what I think this movie showcases, this the inhumanization of these people. Like, I mean, it just doesn't show them as as actual real people. They're just below. Okay. My only str- – it is a great movie, but my only strike to you, Martin, is that this is probably the most obvious choice, <laughs> I have to admit. Yeah, it's like, my favorite one. Like I, uh, sue like, me. <laughs> Do you want Sometime best? Pr- is it, are we are we doing fair best enough. prison movie? Or are we want me to go back the line down ten? Like we're doing best <laughs> prison movie. This is the best one. That's why I picked it. I'll try to stir up shit here as well. Yeah, I know. I are you know. stirring up shit? I, I it's not I, working. I don't like your reasoning <laughs> yeah. on that one. That's my, my I'm re- gonna have to shoot your shoot you down on that. The obvious choice. This is the best choice. What we're doing? We're doing the best straight up prison movie. This is it. Stand a reason that the best this of something it. would be an obvious choice. Yeah, this is it. There's a reason are why. We, are we, should we debate best not not obvious prison movies? Because I can Skate do that. Okay, we are. It's, all right, all right. <laughs> Hang on, children. We're sliding off the rails here. Sorry, I'm just yeah, debating. No, Mar- I'm debating. Martin is right. Martin is right. I'm debating. That he's debating the merit of the movie, like the best depiction of prison, right? Am I understanding yeah, well, that? Well, that's okay. what we all agreed on. We all I agreed mean. on that, definitely. And and we're staying in, we're coloring inside so the we're lines. So we're not debating harshest prison sentence or the most obvious no, choice. No, Those we're not. do not factor in. But what we, are, what we are doing is calling you out to make you prove your points. That's what I'm, I'm proving. Yeah. It. I think I I'm proving it. I'm 
defending my argument. You are very well. It's you know what? <laughs> you came on strong really hard here, and you're winning me over. Came out like Ali. I love you guys. Fucking swinging. Yeah, yeah. To be I fair, it. I came on hard like a rod. To, for context, I, fe- I feel like Joe Fraser in, 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 in round fourteen of Thriller Manila right now. Dude, I'm just, I'm just Going dancing. Blind. I'm dancing, baby. I'm dancing. I for feel like, as though that's the how to win a debate formula. There, though, is you, you pick a ruler that measures your particular side of the topic in a different format than the, your opponents you don't don't want to measure something side to side you want to pick your own category that your strengths in and 100%. then try to convince everybody that that's what we should be like you did like <laughs> like well i think that the best prison movie means it was the worst depiction of somebody's uh, existence in prison and that's why i should win Martin, you're, but you pulled out your ruler, exactly. and then he put yeah. your ruler away and said, and "I did mine." Now we're gonna pull out a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, it is a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, just say like, I, like it's on the scenes that I loved was um, when he just grabs that record and just plays it for the entire prison yard. Like these that, people, that's fantastic. Where he locks that the door. Is, yeah, that is a fantastic. You know what I mean? Scene. Like, it's there's so many like religious um, undertones to that. Like, for example, like. Everyone in the sick ward just rises from their beds like the sick rising because they hear this like that. These people haven't there's, heard music in how long? There's some undertones there. Cool. Definitely. Yeah, a lot there's, of religious undertones. Um, okay, it is. I, I will admit that it is a very great representation of all aspects of prison. There's a lot of different like all of the things that can happen in prison to somebody to multiple prisoners. Uh, the PTSD after leaving prison with. Um, like, I'm going to call him the wrong name. Being institutionalized. institutionalized. And just all of, like, every scene, rep, like, writes away something can happen in prison. Like, right? it basically shows how someone goes into prison and comes out and still, like, you know, the effects of the prison yeah. in okay. and out. Like, the whole arc of a prisoner going in. Like, mm-hmm. 50 years fucks with your psyche. You know what I mean? Like, and that shows with the well, Brooks and the Red character. You're basically managed and guarded and yeah. kept... Dude couldn't take a piss without right. asking someone permission. Like Red is like, I can't take a piss without oh, asking yeah, when ask for a break. permission. Yeah. Like he's like, boss, piss break, and he's like, dude, you don't have to ask me, just go. Mm-hmm. Like he like brilliantly done. I thought that was a really good movie. Sorry. No, uh, don't be that, sorry. Those just are my good. those are my points. <laughs> I I think it's a heightened reality of like prison. It, like it's 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 a drama. It's a drama. What's the word I'm looking Dramatization? for? Dramatization. Dramatization of of prison. Probably not the most realistic prison movie. But we're not debating about that. Uh, I, I, it, I'm just going to use that in my argument. No, 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 no. I, actually, no. It's 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 passive a great prison movie. Check. Being very passive aggressive. We are telling you all the things we are not debating today. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's think, been able to tell you what we are, but <laughs> we'll tell you what it's not. Yeah, we we said we could, but I don't think we can. <laughs> I don't know. It's not not so far. Not so far. But okay. uh, uh, yeah, I, again, I can't really debate you on that. It it, it is. A, Great. Masterly crafted movie, and and and, and uh, what I usually care about is like, do I actually give a shit about this character, and these characters, characters? You, you do get personally invested in. Oh, them. absolutely. Mm-hmm. How could you not, though? Oh, now, yeah. My question to you: How many mm-hmm. times have you seen it? Do you actually own it, or, or or did you see it in theater, or do you watch it on TBS and they cut out all the good parts from it? I just rewatched it on Netflix this week. Netflix, oh, okay. Yeah, but I've seen it every time it's on TV. I've seen it. Um, I've downloaded it from. <laughs> can I say that? And not get sued. You're fine. Don't I've worry. downloaded it on the internet, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I, I definitely I don't own it, but I have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know. And I saw this, like I said, when I was in grade eight, grade nine, just one of those movies that stuck with me throughout the years that I thought was a great movie and Lo- a great movie about imprisonment. You're prison. right. It's, I, I loved it. It was probably going to be my obvious pick at the, at the beginning of this uh, debate. And uh, I think, like you said, it w- I, I became personally invested in Andy Dufresne. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was pretty happy when Andy successfully made it out of prison. He's the prisoner. You're not supposed to really fall for the prisoner, I guess. Exactly. If I was to only give maybe one uh, maybe problem with that is that I think I liked Andy from the time that Andy went to prison because I always felt bad for Andy. Mm-hmm. So I think they didn't take us through the the not liking Andy and then warming to him. So we should... You know, in in society, one would think you should right away lean towards being on the side of the the prison officials or the guards, and not on That's the side of the prisoner. Sympathy, yeah. And this one starts off right from the start, where Andy's kind of Andy's the good guy, and the prison guards are the bad guy. And uh, it's only not till later that you know the prison guards kind of come around a little bit. And I I don't think they took me enough through a roller coaster of uh, good and evil in that. That's the only thing I was maybe my criticism i kind of thought that the they did a good like i mean they the warden was the good and evil like i i mean that's what the andy dufresne was kind of the savior to most of the prisoners and the warden was the opposite like he was kind of i think he, he quotes this passage in the um, in that speech that he gives to andy when they're they're saying the rules like i am the light of the world which kind of if you look at that it's kind of false light which is lucifer lucifer is known as blinding light right that's what the name lucifer means it was the brightest angel yep. yeah but then that's that's what the warden he's saying he's christ but in actuality he's lucifer uh, and andy is the christ-like figure who provides this kind of so redemption for people yeah i, I maybe yeah. i'm a person where i don't i don't want to like the prisoner to start off with because you you think they're capable of some horrible you want to be then. worked worked into yeah i'd like to be worked over yeah. a little bit during yeah. a movie like that yeah come on mark come on like i, I fall for him like it's been a while since I saw the movie. Did did it begin like periodically? Like it starts with his trial. So him him explaining the trial and then him getting drunk and then he knows his wife is in this cabin with her lover. The flashback scene. Yeah, the flashback scene, and yeah. then he gets sentenced to a double life sentence to uh, to Shawshank Prison. Mm. And then it starts with them uh, at the prison, and then they're getting sh- like shuttled in, and then having all the new prisoners walking through the yard, and they're all yelling "fish, fish, fish." Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when, yeah, that's when they introduce him to hmm. the thing. But yeah, it doesn't start off as Andy in prison. It starts off as him mm-hmm. uh, at his trial. Trial 1947, and then it goes yeah. to 1947, whatever. and 19 years uh, throughout that. Well, uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm even more interested to hear Marx because I know Marx, and Marx is a little bit of a yin to your yang. Or do you want to be the yang? Yang or Yang. I don't care. I, I, I'm Asian, so it doesn't matter. I, mean, <laughs> I could be either. <laughs> so uh, that that means, uh, Mark, you're gonna uh, you're gonna follow up that. I'm gonna follow that up. Um. Yeah, it's actually a pretty decent segue going from Shawshank to uh, my movie, since they share so much in common. Um, the Green Mile. Ooh. Uh, also. Directed by Frank Darabont, also written by, well, screenplay written by Frank Darabont. Both of them, yeah. adaptations of Stephen King. Yep. Uh, they actually share five or six cast members. There's some bit players that you'll see appear in both movies. Oh. Um, there was a lot of similarities. Um, really, 
<laughs> I was I said I'm really gonna go for the the kill here. I'm gonna I know somebody's gonna do Shawshank, so I'm gonna say Shawshank, fantastic movie from 1994. <laughs> Five years later, Frank Darabont got it right with the Green Mile <laughs> in 1999. <laughs> he learned a lot from Shawshank, what to do, what not to do, uh, and he made the superior movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, the Green Mile. Martin, I think he's talking to you. <laughs> uh, what happened? I thought we were, I thought we were together on this I'm thing. Not, well, we are. We're, both, we're, we're team Frank Darabont. We're debating. Um, I'm not going to read uh, two pages of synopsis on this one. No. But you know, what's I, your what's I'm your gonna, short and curly? Uh, on uh, my short and curly on it, if you haven't actually seen the movie, is uh, it takes place in 1935, uh, and it's the story of uh, a murder of two young girls. Uh, and it opens to at the beginning of the movie where you see the father getting called in from working on the farmhouse by the mother. Uh, you see kind of family living. And then uh, the, oh, so actually you, you see her getting called in um, from him working outside with the screams. And he comes running from the barn in the evening, evening, morning, can't place it. And uh, their girls are missing. I believe it's first thing in the morning. Yeah, no, it is. From a, from a sleep out. Uh, they were sleeping on the patio of their house sort of in the screened in porch area and they're missing, but there's blood everywhere. So being in the thirties, they round up sort of the posse they go following this, uh, blood splatter along with the townspeople, like literal pitchforks and, uh, going after something. Yeah. And then they come into this clearing of a marsh and they see, uh, sort of your, your protagonist somewhat of the, co-protagonist of the movie um michael clark duncan who's his character big boy yeah his character coffee is out there and uh he's holding both the girls and they're they're dead they're too young girl i believe it's six years old yeah the babies yeah and he's holding both of them uh one hand on both of their heads and they're covered in blood and he's just rocking back and forth and screaming and crying very exciting to see and the father of these girls sees him across the way so they go running up to him and he's just screaming and he says that uh that uh he he just tried to he wants to take it back but it didn't work it was too late and uh the father taking this to mean that that he he wants to take back the fact that he killed his daughters raped and killed his daughters so he gets sentenced to uh death sentence uh, so my prison is death row in 1935, uh, known uh-huh. as the green mile in the South, <clears throat> in the South. Um, we can go back to your earlier movies and talk about when your protagonist was, uh, got out of jail <laughs> because mine didn't shut up. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Get fucked. <laughs> so uh, the green mile is where everybody uh, waits on death row. Now, why I picked this movie is there's, uh, there's a lot of very powerful, scenes um where it's maybe not your long drawn out daily life of prison but there's some um i mean there's a supernatural element to the movie which kind of might lose some people uh but there's such powerful scenes with uh john coffee i think paul coffee paul, paul <laughs> yeah no he played with the, yeah, balls. the oilers in the john 90s Co- <laughs> <laughs> go on <laughs> um but he plays yes uh john coffee um, 
that he's a massive man, right? He's like eight feet tall and he's like, he's three times as wide as everybody else in the movie. They blocked him so that he looked like an absolute. Right. That was, yeah, that was perfect positioning. Huge. I read the book and in the book, he's just like the words, this like gargantuan, right? Like a massive man. Um, but you start finding out really quickly that there's something special about him. And, uh, he's what one might deem at that time, rather simple, um, probably uneducated because at one time they, he mentioned something about, well, you're going to smell, uh, spell that for me, boy. Yeah. He says like, he can only spell his name. Right. Coffee, so, not like, not, not like it? the drink. Well, like the drink, but not spelled the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a famous line. So you just fall in love with them too. Yeah. So you find that he has this ability, uh, to heal. Right. So here he is locked up in jail, awaiting his prison's or death sentence with a number of other people. And this kind of this this thing comes out where the Tom Hanks's character is the head jailer on his shift and he's got a horrible urinary tract infection. Uh, and this this coffee grabs him one day out of the cell and <laughs> very explicitly takes his hand and puts it across his groin and the guard thinks he's done for. And uh, he sort of sucks the the infection or the disease out of him, out of Tom Hanks, and is, and then he releases this in this mouth open to the sky, yeah. looks like a, a swarm of flies flying out of his yeah. mouth, um, which becomes very important later in the movie. Uh, he releases the the evil sort of back into the world, and they discover Death. that he's, uh, yeah, that he's a, a healer, this uh, miracle worker. Um, what I did notice watching the movie and you find it, I guess this whole thing is a spoiler for the movie. That's fine. Um, this is, is for that, people who been like, out since 95. Yeah. Is that yeah, at, no. at that time when he heals him, his response to what happened was that, that I took it back. He says to Tom Hanks. Yeah. Which so, is key and to I don't the... realize this until he does it again later on in the movie where he said he yeah. took it back. So you realize there, and then it, you totally flash back to him rocking on, the the wood with the two girls saying you know i tried to take it back that is a giveaway before the actual scene shows everything so that's where you start getting to this wait a second like no he didn't mean he wish he could take back that he did it that's how he talks about removing this this pain from people so there's another scene where there's this little mouse right mr jangles that becomes the sort of mascot of the 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 prison cell and i mean the guards in this one again there's your one asshole guard percy who's like the the nephew of the governor who's a prick who does you know he's derogatory to all the prisoners and starts shit and talks down to mm, other officers such a fucking prick and everybody hates him because all the other prisoner guard our prison guards are pretty much humanized right they all have their problems at home and and everything else um the warden's it, wife is dying from a brain tumor uh, so anyways, this, this mouse, there, there's a scene where the mouse who becomes trained by one of the other prisoners, um, gets crushed by this Percy, the asshole prison guard, um, and just crunches him into the floor. The prisoner starts losing it. And then coffee, uh, tells him to bring over the mouse and none of them know what they're doing about. So Tom Hanks scoops up this mouse cause he's the only one who's aware of these abilities. And, uh, and lo and behold, he brings his mouse back to life. So then it's that point where he brings his mouse back to life and he says again, he says, I took it back. I took it back, boss. And then that's for me where it clicked that he's, he didn't, I th- I'm thinking in my head, no, he didn't kill these girls. He yeah. was trying to save them. That's the writing. So there's something else. There's yeah. writing on the wall, right? So mm-hmm. that's where I think you're at. Um, 
and this prison isn't, uh, you know, it's, it focuses on a couple inmates, their daily interactions. Uh, this is where they introduce this crazy lunatic, Billy the Kid. Um, who's, <laughs> Sam who's, Rockwell. Yeah, oh, and he's, he's just right off his rocker. He pretends to be he's so drugged gone. up at the start that they think that he's basically drooling all over himself and he's not capable of doing anything, and then he attacks and almost kills one of the guards. <laughs> Um, so I, I think you, you have the, you have this, this, the simple sort of Creole, uh, Southern Bayou guy, um, who trains the mouse. You have coffee, who's your, the black Southern, uh, pseudo slave, um, well, sort of character. Yeah, definitely written as a slave. Um, sure. and then you have this, this lunatic Billy, and there's really only four prisoners. There's one prisoner who's killed at the beginning of the movie, just to show the process, I think of electrocution gone the proper way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it takes us to this whole adventure. And you start caring about the characters and, and they, they come to find that they're going to, the, the warden's uh, wife who's suffering, they get this idea that they're going to break coffee out and he's going to cure her. And there's this great scene where the warden shows up and he's got a shotgun wondering what they're doing because they decided it's not a great idea to tell the warden that you're bringing this prisoner to his house to touch his wife. Yeah. Um, it's kind of how I interpret it. So anyways, we didn't think this through, he's a healer. We? It's amazing. And then at that scene, he, it's where he's he's almost dying, right? Because he doesn't do the the open mouth release of the flies and the evil. Yeah, he right? held that one in. He held it in, and then uh, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't know what was going on. I thought, oh, he's kind of reaching his end, and he's even the prison guards say, well, we'll probably find him dead now. And uh, nope, he takes it back to the to the Green Mile, and he takes that first opportunity, and he spits that disease into old Percy, the the evil prison guard. And Percy, Percy loses itself. He yeah. walks up the range and he ends up killing Billy the Kid. Uh, shoots him in his cell, and then the the evil escapes from Percy as Percy's laying on the the ground. And I think uh, John Coffey's response to Tom Hanks was something along the life of that. Uh, you know, he he taught those two, and you know, it was just uh, it's not your prison. You can't compare it with your stick of, of a, a horrible prison experience. Although they are on death row and they're very blatant about like the, the way they walk them down into the, the chair. And the, the story is, the story revolves around all of them being together. The prison is the setting, but it's also a prison movie. Like it, it, it doesn't, it didn't read like a prison movie when I read the book. Like it, 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 it read like, this is just where this is going down, but it does two jobs. It showcases John Coffey's ability. That, that's the story, right? Is it's, it's, it's a miracle it's, it's, worker you know, it's basically disguised an angel as a, on Earth. It's a yeah. supernatural story told inside Death Row. And it's also I I, I I do like the movie mostly because it tell it's, it's from the perspective mostly from the uh, prison guards and the prison guards like it's always depicted in these movies where the main protagonist is the prisoner yeah. either guilty or not guilty and all that uh yeah it's 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 definitely one of a kind as far as and that was definitely one of my points yeah. it's it, told from the prison guard at the end of the day you go home with the prison guard and see his life as opposed to staying in the cell with the prisoner and i don't know of really any other prisoner movies that just focus on the guards mostly really mm -hmm. humanize them um well it is it is the you know the last of everything for them so it is nice that they weren't characterized as evil bastards you know like these guys are that's the last walk they're gonna take and then i mean i kind of laid out the whole movie for you here but then you get this this point where 
where uh, John Coffey's character takes Tom Hanks's hand and uh, he says when he touches somebody, he can see their memories, right? And he says, I'm going to give you a little bit of me. And he says, I need to give you a little bit of me so you can see what I saw when I touched that Billy the Kid. Yeah. And then he goes through and he grabs Tom Hanks and it looks like Tom Hanks is almost having a seizure or something. But then he can see the memory and he sees the whole thing play out where those two little girls, the uh, Billy the Kid was actually helping on their parents' farm. And suddenly the, the original picture pans out and there he is holding a paintbrush and says, come into dinner. You know, Billy, I've worked you hard enough today. And then you actually see him, you know. Mm-hmm. Device you know, yeah, cut into the screened room and then kidnap the girls, and you realize, okay, he is guilty, and 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 this this man, this miracle is, uh, there's no way he could ever prove it, right? And they come to realize that there's it's there's no benefit because you can't now Billy the kid's dead, there's nobody to to pay for this, and you can't prove anything, so it's they also, know they have to kill an innocent man. It's also because like you know it's like the era of like the Jim Crow laws, right? Yeah, well, exactly. The yeah. guy had no chance, right? Especially in that sort of time. And, and I think that's the scene where, where Tom Hanks realizes that, that he has to kill an innocent man and he has to kill this miracle and he kind of goes to coffee and coffee says that he's tired, he's had enough. And uh, that he's, he, what he sees is like glass in his face, right? The shard. He, de- he feels so much. And I think that's the part that gets me is that relationship between a prison guard and the prisoner. I think that's the, the aspect of the, the movie that I, I like as a prison movie. And I think it's a fantastic movie, but I think the guard relationship with the uh, prisoners was what I like about it. Yeah, the, well, and you could write that story in a lot of different places, but to write it in a place like a prison mm-hmm. makes, like it, it takes it that much further, right? Because of all of the, things that those guys have to endure and go through that this is where like in all the places of the world this is where an angel is living right now who can perform these wickedly crazy miracles and uh oh beer thank you um uh and uh and beer throws me off clearly <laughs> well they um, didn't fo- what i was going to say is they didn't focus on um the, the sort of daily life in the prison but what they did focus on was and the reason that it has to be made in the prison a story is that they're all they're set to expire yeah you know it's not it's not an infinite move we don't know how long this is going to go on i mean they're all about to be killed off so it's a very it's a fast timeline on the movie it doesn't drag out for too long yeah it doesn't. gives you a, a picture of what death row looks like exactly and with it's all not of them long, going, but it is it's i mean we're not here for a good time. We're here for not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Well, not really good time, but <laughs> you know what I mean? it doesn't play in that. Scenario. And you see, you imagine. I mean, I know although it was set back in the, in the mid '30s. Can you imagine what it would be like to be that prison? And that's what I kind of felt being that prisoner guard, knowing that these people you're with, you're not rehabilitating like lots no. of prisons are. You're yeah, not even you know, really. You're not. You're not punishing like some of the movies with the evil prison guards. You're so just much. waiting to die. And you have to find a way to to ease that out for a lot of these people. And there's so much humanity in it, which a lot of people say, even prison guards, they they become sort of this weird relationship with prisoners because they live with them 24-7. That's true. You do. You you can't. Like, how do you not, right? How do you not get attached to somebody when you give them their food and, like, let them out? Sean Penn's character in Dead Man Walking, like, you get attached to that, like, that character. Yeah. How do you not? And that got Same thing. Same thing. Not here. He's not, he's not getting rehabilitated. He is going to die. Like at the end of it, I literally, I watched this again this morning and I, I was crying at the end when, <laughs> when coffee got led to the chair. 
they knew he was in all the guards are crying i mean it's it's a yeah, waterworks it's... thing for me because it got me involved with that character i cared about him even though the dialogue's minimal it's just it's it's so much feeling and it's a three hour plus movie yeah and yeah. it went by like that that's a commitment piece it's uh i used to do a girl who used to work in palliative care nurse and then she'll come home with stories where you know it's they're just there for their you know the last time you know last hours on earth last days on earth it's just there's nothing good <laughs> to come out of it, especially when they make friends with them yeah you know and talk about the end of a movie where it, it ends horribly because the guy that you fall in love with gets killed but yet you still kind of feel happy about it like i cried and then had a cathartic happiness after i was crying Hmm. Because of how he went, because he knew that he he was t- he, what his power was 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 too much for this world. What he had to feel every day, and uh, that he wasn't made for here. So it's kind of that release, you know. That's what I liked about it, anyways. The relationships, I, maybe not the day to day prison, hmm. that type of thing. It's not prison centric. They don't move to the mess hall and to yeah, no, you know, it's there's I, no yeah. movement it's, other than on the Green Mile. But I think that's part of the term of it. It's one of those confined. I'll give you that. Small area <laughs> movies, right? Thanks, Martin. It still is a prison, though. You know what I mean? These still are prisoners. They're yeah. just a, 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 you specialize in one place of the prison, which is death row. Yeah. That's interesting because, like, I've picked prison that you, like, if, if, if I was to go to prison, I would go to a prison in Canada, right? So my movie's based on where you're from is not where you're imprisoned. And your movie's based on the overall arch of prison, Martin. Yeah. Like, Shawshank is, is, encompasses so much and your movie is specifically centered about death row death row um so that just leaves aaron fucking dole well i just want to ask you go back to that uh stephen king did write uh, the green mile and shawshank oh well that's okay uh but it, it's got one of the most like horrifying electric chair sequences uh, uh i think michael jeter who played uh, the owner of uh Mr. Jingles, uh, well, because c- w- w- this is—I I forget the guard's name. They suggested guard didn't moisten the little sponge. Percy, Percy the bad Fucking guard. Percy the prick. Yeah, Percy, Percy didn't what sponge? Percy the prick. Ugh, Percy. Percy the prick. That scene is. <laughs> and it he is. fries for like five yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah, face tor- lights on fire. I can tell you from experience that I fell in a fire once, and human flesh smells like burnt hot dogs. Well, yeah. actually, the most oh, pork, a pork, and that's a pork smell. It, yeah. it I would have a pork belly. It, 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 it wasn't so much the visuals, but like the fact that the people were actually witnessing this person's execution, they had to like cover up their faces because the smell was so terrible. Oh yeah, I can only imagine how bad that. So yeah. on a on a really serious caring yeah. note, um, although that was a supernatural movie, and just before we move on to Aaron full time here, I forgot to mention. Sure, that, go. Um, although it's the supernatural idea in the movie. Stephen King took uh, took a, a big chunk of the story from uh, a young boy, the youngest person to ever be executed, um, I believe, in Texas at that time. Um, it was for killing two young girls, two sisters, six and eight. They weren't twins. Um, he was brought to trial. It took two hours for a jury, a young black boy, 14 years old, a jury of all white people, um, Two hours to decide that he was guilty. Um, a short, like something like it's an along a, the movie. A, a half hour later, he was sentenced to death. And he did. He was taken right away. Did only eighty days sitting on death row. wasn't allowed to see his parents, and he was executed at fourteen years old. 
Mm. So he did take, he draw a lot of inspiration from this, but then added his super, supernatural twist to it. So that, that sort of hit home where this was a, this was kind of a real thing. And then 45 years later, due to DNA evidence and everything else, he was actually proven innocent after he'd been executed. That was a downer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good movie though. I agree. I like, I'd like that movie. Like I, I can't, like I, I'm sure I'll like every movie we, like it's, we're doing the best, yeah, right? They're all going yeah. to be good. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to argue. Like there's not, there's not going to be one bad movie that we mention here. It's, it, we're arguing whether banana is better than an apple is better than an orange. Yeah. And mm. I like them all on different days. Yeah. I love fruit salad. Yeah. Well, you could have <laughs> them all in one. Fruit salad's great. Speaking of fruit salad, Aaron, you want to go next? Hi, y'all. <laughs> um... <laughs> Is that because his last name is Dole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. He's, he's, yeah, la Mr. na na na. With an extra L. <laughs> la na na na. <laughs> Mr. Pineapple. Uh, actually, uh, uh, just to set the, 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 set the backdrop for this, uh, I too experienced this movie with my dad because... Uh, uh, it's movie time with daddy. Movie time with daddy. It, 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 it came at a weird time and, and like uh, my dad hadn't seen this movie for years and he's like, oh, you love, you love this movie. We both... Obviously, love Steve McQueen, and I, and I and I and this is right before I. He's alluding to it. He's mm-hmm. I'm he's alluding name to dropping it. already. Uh, like this is before IMDb and all that, and uh, I think it was on Showtime or something. Uh, actually, maybe not. Anyways, it was on TV, but it was uncut, no no commercials, and uh, we watched it uh, from start to finish. It's like an hour and fifty m- a minute m- movie, and we both bonded over the movie because uh, I think he saw the movie back in when it came out anyways uh so this is why i chose this movie uh it's pepion from 1973 mm. the the director f- mm-hmm. uh I, and again i really is in camp more than that yeah uh i i hope not just mike I, I, you're humming and hoeing over there okay like you've seen this movie before oh yeah i I'm, that was a good hum that was i've, I've have seen you it. seen this movie before i'm familiar with it i've read i've read into it a little bit but oh, okay. i've never seen the movie from start to finish Martin? I haven't, no. Oh, that's, See, that's why we need to all tell each other about our movies. Yeah. So we all, all right. know what so we're watching. Really that's also an, another twist on it, right? If everybody's seen all the movies recently, then you have a little more live. Yeah, right? Like, oh, bit. yeah. All right. Mental note, everybody. All right, we're we're just poking change. holes in our podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all right. It's for the public to decide. Well, uh, it, like, like Midnight Express, this is actually based on a true story and based on a novel, uh, a very successful novel. Um, but uh, the director is uh, Franklin James Schaefer. He, he he also directed Papillon, or not Papillon, uh, Patton and uh, Planet of the Apes. So the original Charlton Heston, the original Charlton Heston and uh, uh, George C. Scott pa- uh, Patton, as, uh, uh, among other movies, uh, stars Steve McQueen as, as uh, I'm going to butcher these names because it's French, uh, Henry Cartier and Dustin Cartier. Hoffman. Cartier. Cartier. You like the watch. All right, sure. Okay. And Dustin Hoffman is Louis Vega. Uh, scored by uh, Jerry Goldsmith. He's like second to none to uh, uh, John Williams, in my in my opinion. I was hoping you were going with John Williams for score writer. No, no, it's Jerry Goldsmith. That's fine. You'll recognize his movies. Uh, the, the main plot is, uh, uh, again, pulling this up on my MDB. A man befriends a fellow criminal as two of them are begin their set a long sentence, lifelong sentence, uh, on a. F- sorry, <laughs> I copy pasted this incorrectly, folks. <laughs> 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 They're sentenced uh, f- uh, 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 life in prison in a penal colony in French Guiana, uh, on Devil's Island. 
Uh, Sounds like you know something about Devil's Island. Which, I feel yeah. like they did a Survivor there. <laughs> oh Probably. no! Sorry, I was. <laughs> yeah, this off. was the original one. This, this is the original Survivor. <laughs> this is the original Survivor based yeah. off of the cameras, nice. uh, which inspires the men to plot their escape. How did they end up there? Uh, well, uh, this is based on a true story, and actually, they actually had the real Steve uh, 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 McQueen's character actually uh, advising for the movie, uh, mm. like what happened, what he did. He was a consultant. He was a consultant for the movie. Actually, he died before the movie even came out. So sad. Kind of interesting because uh, the movie literally came out the same year he died, but he was consulting the movie the same year that he passed away. Kind of weird. Busy man before he died. Busy man. Um, so uh, Dustin Hoffman's character, straight up white collar criminal, tax fraud, uh, like literally just embezzled millions. Uh, so he was guilty, uh, but he got sentenced uh, with his other prisoners to uh, French Guiana, which was, the I guess the standard imprisonment at the time and this is set in the late 20s early 30s um uh, and um uh, steve mcqueen's character is uh pepion it's his nickname because he he does bear a, a butterfly on his chest a t- uh, like a prison tattoo okay uh, anyways uh he is accused of killing a pimp uh uh he was falsely accused of killing a pimp. He, he pleads uh, his innocence of the movie and doesn't really allude that if he was innocent or not. But uh, he, regardless, he was a small-time criminal. So he was either guilty or he, either for not for that crime but for other crimes. Uh, anyways, I picked this movie because I, literally it's like an hour, 50-minute movie, close to three hours, and it's like you, you sit down. If you love prison movies, this one's, this one's for you. <laughs> it, it is so fucking brutal. Uh, and and it's, it's just like how brutal is it? It's v- extremely brutal. It's just the will of this guy to keep on going, <laughs> being beat down in so against many ways all odds. against all odds. Uh, I, I, I again, I I don't want to explain like the, the movie to you. I think uh, everyone should watch it. it. It's just it's just fantastic. It's it's like it's got your everything in it. It's set in a far distant foreign land like French Guiana in the South Af- uh, South America. They're Literally in prison on a work prison, like, like on, on this island filled with uh, 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 dangerous plants, alligators, lepers. Uh, not only the guards, leopards, not lepers, like lepers. Not the people who s- are suffering from the are we disease. Are talking about spotted yes, cats or are we talking, we're talking about like lepers? Leopards. No, we're or talking lepers, lepers, like people with a disease? People with <laughs> leprosy. 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 Oh. No, no, th- yeah. this, movie's, this movie's got it all. <laughs> I thought you meant the cats. Nope. I'm sure there's <laughs> there lepers. There are leper leopards. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching Jeez. a fucking Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Their here tails right are lepers. falling off. They only have three <laughs> legs. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, 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 it's filled with everything. Um, it's um, like how they befriend each other is like on the shipping. Uh, how they get shipped off there, and like people are even being thrown off, off this, off this, off this boat from uh, from France to uh, French Guiana, because uh, like the it's 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 just ridiculous. Mar- it, Martin has a question. Yes, I have a question. Yes. have you did you see the movie recently or? Oh, sorry, not to confuse this with the remake with uh, Remy Malek. And well, you know, uh, we 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 knew that. No, you, no. You dated. Have it. you seen the 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 new the this version recently? I will not, what? ever. You'll not. No, no, not the remake. I meant. Have you seen your version recently? Oh, but maybe five years ago. Okay, but I've seen it. Maybe Still holds up the test of time. Mostly, oh, I hear. Sh- I calling you out, motherfucker. Oh. I think. I think it's. I think. It's I, heard still mostly, I heard mostly. I heard mostly. I heard mostly. I haven't seen the movie, so if anyone's seen the movie, 
it's, Mike? it's uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it in many years. It it's it, it he's I'm not debating that I want to see it. Like you've told me to see it, but it's more of it, it's an adventure movie. It the 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 adventure lies in the jailbreak. That's the big premise. That's one of the thing movie. I read about. I read the synopsis. There's a lot of attempts, prison break attempts, well, right? In this movie, okay, how they befriend each other is that it's the it's sorry to cut you off. It's yeah. it's the hamster wheel that they're running on, right? Like they really are constantly trying to get ahead in this. It's every waking moment is just is, is Stephen Queen's character. Like, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? He's very but, but, uh, but obsessed with not being there because he didn't commit a crime, which but is Louis interesting. Vega, so sorry, Louis Vega. L- Louis Vega is uh, like, like he will befriend Louis Vega because uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman being a small stature guy and Steve McQueen being a bigger guy uh, offers his protection throughout the movie. Imagine twins, but set in a prison. Set in a prison. I like that. Uh, Sold. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is playing the role of Danny DeVito, and Steve McQueen is playing the role of... Don't get me wrong. I love Dustin Hoffman. I love Steve McQueen. Uh, uh, So uh, Louis Vega is is reluctant to to accept his offer because... for whatever reason, like they think there'd be like some sort of payoff and all that, he'll be receiving white collar treatment in prison. Uh, Louis Vegas to uh, very reluctant to accept his his protection until he's his life is threatened many times. Yeah, on this vessel over anyway, until he's reluctant. Like I will offer you this. They get to the they get to the prison. Well, McQueen looks at him like he need he yeah. he needs he needs a partner in all this. Yeah. So it's beneficial for him where Vega's like, well, I don't know if I want to get tied up in your shenanigans. Well, it, it, it switches gears because they... They end up needing each other. Well, they get needing each other and then going actually to like, oh, work camp where you work yourself to death with alligators and, and pulling large logs in swamps. And yeah. lepers. And with lepers. <laughs> Spotted cats. Spotted cats. Uh, no, the actual leprosy people. Right? Okay. Or right. right. working in the infirmary <laughs> or, or doing paperwork. Uh, the lead guard is like, oh, you're Louis Vega. Yeah, uh, my wife's family lost <laughs> their house because of you, because you embezzled your money for this bank. Anyways, I forget what the causes were. So, and then uh, the, the comedic scene, it was like, then like Steve McQueen's like set, trying to separate himself. I'm like, ah, I don't know this guy until they get sent to this hard labor camp. Anyways, they, they attempt to escape for there. They get captured. Once that capture happens, the movie starts going into like third gear here, where it's like the most like you're talking about like uh, uh, confinement. Uh, it is proven that he actually did two years confinement, like solitary confinement, solitary confinement, yep. in a tin tin like like, con- uh, like ten foot by ten foot, not even ten foot. Uh, I think I think he was like he can get like maybe ten steps. From from the door to the end of the cell, uh, for two years, uh, even cut off from sunlight, uh, to the point where uh, they would even cut his rations down because his friends from the outside were sneaking in coconut milk until he wouldn't give up their name. So the remainder of his two years in the solitary confinement, they shield off all sunlight. So he was living in complete darkness. Literally, <laughs> he had his tin cup of making cockroach cockroach soup. Out of the very little rations he has, and it's like the like me. It's the scene's probably about twenty minutes, maybe even 30, 40 minutes of him just literally going s- completely mental. 
Oh, just, that's it, psychological, yeah. Psych- it, it, it is nuts to, to the point where Cockroach it's like soup. That's a it, it's it's again I, like the brutality of this movie. It's 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 such an adventure. I fucking love it uh, until he gets released, and then his spirit is thinking his spirit's broken until he plans the next big escape where he encounters again. He gets into another adventure. So I don't want to give away the story, but it's. It's, it's fine if you want to. No yeah. one's no nobody cares. <laughs> We're not spoiling Captain. I'm Marvel actually here. I'm actually trying to get Mar- uh, Mark and Martin to kind of watch this. I'm, I'll I'll spe- watch I'm speaking it. to you guys. You I'm guys, already, should, I'm already in. Yeah, you guys no, would love I, it. It's like you I'm, had me at cockroach too. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> well, it's, it's Steve McQueen. It's like and, and I have to, and I picked this movie because uh, like Steve McQueen has done some pretty good performances over the years. But I, I he was actually uh, supposed to be nominated for a Kennedy Award for this movie. Uh, being a badass as he as he was, he's like I don't fucking believe in industry awards, and said, "Well, we'll give you a nomination if you show up to the Academy Awards." He's like, "Yeah, no," and he didn't, so they never gave him the nomination. Wow. Uh, so the story goes, but it's 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 his best performance, uh, especially where you think he's broken, but he's not. Uh, again, this predates uh, Indiana Jones, and it and it uh, like this is like the action adventure genre before it was actually established uh you see hints of indiana jones in it uh literally like avoiding uh, bounty hunters and like uh, uh south american jungles going back to prison prison breaks uh uh uh, 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 uh cd guards as much as i yeah appreciate you mm-hmm you're describing more of an adventure movie than you're describing a prison movie. I am describing a prison movie. <laughs> like, and I and I'm the only one who's seen it here, so they have to take yeah. my word on it. Well, but I just heard Indiana Jones. That's elements. exactly what I was thinking. I was like, is there a boulder? Yeah, <laughs> a golden idol, perhaps. <laughs> How about hearts ripping out of chests? <laughs> is the Ark of the Covenant there? Is that no, no. The thing they make no, an no. appearance. Like, I'm thinking more of like the Golden Isle. Do, but literally, do they have prison the short round making an appearance. No, that's a that's a that's a, that's, a, that's a Temple of Doom. That's Temple of Doom. I know. What, yeah. <laughs> Over your head. Go on. Anyways, uh, the end of the movie uh, gets captured again, but he literally, he's an old, older man. Literally, his 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 he's, he's not as as boisterous as he once was, and he gets put on this island where it's it's literally like I don't know how many stories that up it is, but it's literally like you cannot jump off this this island. Devil's Island, as as what they call it. It's designed. It's, it's it's designed for you to like. You can escape it. You you can either farm. Imagine uh, you, you or, know the rule in Cool Hand Luke when they get to the edge. Yeah. You guys, you know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same principle, right? Like, except the island is the imprisonment. So, uh. like, you. So just, they're not actually in a prison. Uh, no, Count of Monte Cristo. Think that. Okay. They, they actually are in a prison. They're uh, in, they're in a prison, but the whole the, island. Work, is but the whole prison. island prison. is designed to not let you go. Oh, okay. Because you're on an island. Well, yeah, but, okay, most <laughs> islands are you like, swim? oh, there's the beach. I'm going to go run in the water. But, like, this island is designed to, like, you're, you're confined. And they're, sh- they're also shackled. Yeah. They, like, uh, they're shackled mm-hmm. 24-7. And, like, you literally, oh, time for bed. You're shackled. Uh, ever see a, a, a fucking uh, Ben-Hur where they're rowing the... Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, you're right? shackled. They're, they're literally shackled. They have to lie like this. And they have this this metal pole. Oh, yeah. Sh- uh, through your shackles so you literally cannot escape it, it's 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 like uh like even f- even france thought this treatment of prisoners was like b- 
beyond barbaric at one point where they just completely it just seems like someone's sick idea and then they're like oh run with it right like yeah, someone yeah. comes up with this shit and they're like let's see what it does to people yeah it's it, like i, I can't believe this, this shit was actually happening on this what? is actually based on a real story oh wow yeah. anyways i obviously he he wrote about it so obviously spoiler alert he actually does escape but um at the end of the movie kind of hits you because like uh there's an escape sequence, and I want to explain how he how he gets out of it. But uh, throughout the credits, like there's a narrator and like uh, uh, Henry Cartier uh, uh, outlived the prison, and then they show the credits, and this really haunting music shows like the actual remains of this prison with this haunting music in the background, and it's it's over like the jungle's overtaken it, and where it's just like it literally was this bad, like like. Like literally, you're like you're sleeping in in, in tin shacks, yeah, in, no, in, in the middle of like 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 South 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 America. Anyways, the brutality of the movie is great. The fucking stars are great. <laughs> the brutality it's, is it's, so it's great. Fu- it's fucking great. I it's, love it's watching like... them kill each other. <laughs> no, no, it's fucking it, so. I'm just worried about it's the kind of Indiana one of those Jones movies. element. Indiana yeah, I know. I'm still gonna watch it, uh, but I want to see it. like what. I, there's I'm just Indiana confused Jones, about the Indiana Jones there's element. Indiana, when he does the escape sequences, he, where he's, he's getting in just another radar with this one because it is a prison movie, mm-hmm. but the story of it is the jailbreak, mm-hmm. right? So it, they just keep ending up going back to a prison where like you can break out from anywhere. So yes, it's a prison movie, but it ends up reading more like m- more like Indiana Jones, like you said, than than straight up prison Shawshank Green Mile I still I still yeah. watch it though. it's you not know, your I'm standard it's not your standard prison movie uh, I think the most prison element is the fact they actually are wearing at one they're point, wearing shackles they're, they're wearing shackles <laughs> and they're actually wearing striped shirts at well one I do point. like cockroach soup that's what that's what's so amazing Mark I sh- I'm sure you agree like, what do you season that with I like think? that the, the mental you know the where, solitary where you're saying thing, he's in yeah. solitary and in, if you can actually feel some of that and I like that it's when you get in the mind of the, well, does that translate? Does that thing? translate? Well, there's every once in a while he's like one, two, three. He's just like walking, pacing himself. And so at one point he was, he's trying to, he's doing like he's trying to keep himself fit. And then there's one point where he like they cut off like half his rations, and he's like becoming broken. And uh, uh, it's like where he, <laughs> he he finally gets released from his tears. He actually he he actually goes back to a, doing a five year solitary confinement <laughs> toward the end of the movie. Anyways, uh, uh, but and, and by they, they 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 just draw this out and he's just walking back and forth, pacing himself, until where uh, they open the prison door and like you've done your two years, you're now free to that go back to an infirmary. Crevice of light creeps. Yeah, in. Yeah, and, and he's like walks out and he's, and, and and like he, I, I forgot to explain it. He he. Every once in a while, they they would just fuck with him and like open up the little cell door, and like stick his head out. Either get a haircut, or we're gonna pr- get a real job. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had to do that. <laughs> uh, 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 I totally fucked you up. Go on. No, no. Sorry. What's his name again? George Horgan. <laughs> yes. Get a real job. Anyways, they 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 literally choke him half to death to like give up names for giving him the you know this like coconuts and all that. And he, he, he that's think, such a harsh penalty for coconuts. You know, he thinks they're fucking with him, I, so he's I, looking around like this. And he's like, "I'm stepping past five steps here," and he's like, "Oh fuck!" And he just falls right down, and it's just like he collapses, like because he's so exhausted. Uh, anyways, it, it's 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 a prison movie, not set in your standard prison. Where, like what Mike said, it like 
like literally the surroundings, the the barbaric uh, uh, treatment is the prison. There's in pri- uh, it, you're in, you're imprisoned in a different way, yeah, you're mentally, psychologically, all that. So you're saying it's a good movie. I'm saying it's a great prison. <laughs> is it the slash. best? Is it the best prison movie? Uh, is it your favorite? It's it's not your it's not is your the best. Wo- is it the most obvious choice? Is it, <laughs> is it the, the most, most obvious, obvious choice? choice? No, this was this was a very obscure choice. That's what Aaron went with. Yeah, he did. He, he was, went with a very obscure choice. I, I did. I I, I was even. I thought you were going to say Cool Hand Luke, sort of, or Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah, right? I like, thought no. you were either going with Cool Hand Luke. Or Escape Actually, from I'm not a big fan of Escape from Alcatraz. To be honest with you. Uh, it's, it's it's good, but it's not my not one of my favorites. I, I can't look at a rain jacket and yeah. not think of making a flotation device ever. Are you not a Clint, you don't movie. like Clint Eastwood. Aaron's oh, not a fan of people it. being imprisoned on small islands that they can't escape from. <laughs> oh wait <laughs> yeah. a second, that was the movie. That was, yeah, <laughs> that was the movie. <laughs> sorry. Why would he not like that? Right? Fuck. No, no. Has to be French Guiana. <laughs> has to be some exotic. There has to be yeah. way more exotic. Indiana Jones thrown in there. <laughs> yeah, he needs a Which little bit. I'm definitely interested in. Like, I, I'm solely the Indiana Jones element. I gotta know <laughs> what the Indiana Jones element in this prison movie is because I'm. That's what I want to watch. Somebody use a snake as a whip. Well, yeah. Well, 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 well. There's this part where he's literally wearing the, the hat. And he's got the hat. He's the Jones hat. hat? He's starting he's to explain movies like his dad. He's wearing the hat. You know the hat I'm talking about, he's right? He's wearing the Indiana Jones style hat. He's wearing the Indiana Jones style shirt, and like he's being chased by fucking uh, uh, a bounty hunters with blow darts. And like, so that's that's Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. this is like 1973. Yeah, it's just right. like he's literally like escaping, escaping that. Shit. Oh, and you know what? I have seen this. No wait, that was Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, no, no, this sounds familiar. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, rem- it's that? a remake so of Jumanji <laughs> with The Rock. That's right. <laughs> no is one this knows a remakeable movie? <laughs> no one knows this, but it's based on a real story. Stevie Queen finds it. All right, I'm game. cutting your time. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so to re... Wow, this is this is a gooder. Um, to reiterate, we have, um, we have Midnight Express. We have Shawshank Redemption. We have Green Mile. And we have... Indiana Jones and Pepe Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones and the first Pep. What is it called? The first Pepe. and the lost Pepe. Yeah, and the, the lost, lost Pepe. In French Guiana. <laughs> uh, Mark, we'll let you. Uh, we'll let you vote first out of the four. Which one do you? Uh, you know, at uh, when we started talking about <coughs> the different measurements that we're measuring these things by, um, I, I gotta admit, Mike, I think you sold me on your. Oh! Your prison movie that most effectively shows us a prisoner's life in prison. Okay. As we said, we have the story arc of Andy Dufresne and and Shawshank Redemption, but it's less about every day in prison. We had the the Indiana Jones on the Island prison. (laughs) Maybe less about their every day. It's more about the escaping and, and some of that. Mine, I think a fantastic story that's set against the finality um, and sort of impending death of death row, yeah. but less about prisoners in a prison. And, uh-huh. and so I think prison movie, I, I'm going to give it to you. Sweet. That feels good. Martin, you're next. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm really sold on Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Just because I haven't seen Mike's. I, I have seen Mike's or Aaron, so I, I, I want to vote for it, but I... I I just haven't seen it, so I can't form my opinion. So I'm going to have to go with The Green Mile, which I have seen, which I did like, and I thought it was a great film. And it did, like Mark said, I really got sold on the characters. And I did experience a little bit of emotion at the ending. And um, that's that's my vote. 
All right. Well, we'll let Aaron go last. I am going to, considering I can't vote for my own, I will go I will go with Shawshank because it it is a great representation of all of the it, – it, it's not pinpointing one specific thing. It's a very good it's it's like a variety hour of prison for me. Right? So and it and it it's compartmentalized into a lot of different stories which I like. So there's a couple of stories that are within the story like you've got a lot of characters, you got a lot of cast members, so you get a lot of different varying aspects of it portrayed through all of them. So I'll give you I'll give you Shawshank Martin. Um cheers. Martin Aaron Aaron, and con- and conveniently, Martin. that makes a three-way tie, which forces Aaron to be the deciding vote. I exactly. See. I see what you did there, Mike. I wanted to put the pressure on him. <laughs> well, actually, I, I already had my choice okay. uh, uh, b- before I got picked last year. Uh, Frank Darabont. Darabont? Darabont. Yeah, both great movies. Uh, Shawshank edges out Green Mile for me because it's slightly <sighs> more grounded. But super, super, super natural. I don't know. Uh, I think it's more of a supernatural story set in the prison, more so than a standard prison movie. But that's not really an argument. I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> both are great movies. Both have really excellent. Uh, I'm Aaron Dole. I can really give a cast. fuck if I'm here. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have to go with Mike's. One was nominated. Mm. For five I, ha- I have to go with Mike's because uh, he had a similar wow. experience. Uh, Daddy movie. Daddy weird. movie experience a daddy movie. Uh, but <laughs> that sounds really weird. <laughs> but 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 myself actually, uh, it was I, I believe it was like I saw this about maybe about fifteen years ago, maybe fifteen twenty years ago, and uh, decided to stay home on a Saturday night. And and this thing this this movie just showed up on TCM or whatever channel it was. And I and I I didn't know the background of this. And I started watching it. And then like any good movie, it sucks you in. Yeah. And, and then like oh, it's like three o'clock. And I'm like I I want more. It's, it's it's good it's, and, and not to mention it, it's you know based on a true story it's kind of also intriguing so my choice did I win did I break the game guys did I in a, high school? In a surprise vote yeah <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, who was selling this one the entire round, I will. Uh, I think Aaron did most of the arguing <laughs> yeah, for I your so. topic than you did. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I knew where his vote was going. Aaron, right Aaron like, sold me on Mike's movie. Yeah, choice. Aaron did sell me on <laughs> well, Mike's movie. I'll be honest, guys. It was my second choice. <laughs> it was my second choice. And I knew when I told him because, like, I, well, I, we, I alluded to telling him that that was kind of in my, that was in my top five. It was my number one pick from from the start. It was actually what I I saw like something on YouTube for it, and then that's when I messaged you guys and was like, "Prison Mobe, this is what we're doing because I'm gonna win." And well, here we are. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, congratulations. This this is a great feeling. I, I think, think it's your first win. This is, is your first win. It is my first win. My fucking podcast. Damn right. <laughs> um, with that said, um, tune in next week for uh more shenanigans that we what's up for next week i think we're doing uh pg-13 f-bomb yeah best use of pg-13 movie with the one time use one time use because yeah well well, it's our rating if you do it more than once you you, i was gonna say leave them wanting more but (laughs) tune in next week and you can hear the story of why you're only allowed to use um the f word once in a pg-13 movie that sounds um, intriguing. I can't wait. Neither can I. Ooh, um, ooh. So, yeah. So once around the room, Martin, 
Yo. Thanks for coming. Thank you. We always appreciate it. Aaron Dole, thank you for being here. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Mark, thank you for filling in again. We appreciate it. You're just going to be a feature on this from now I on. Love I love the invitation. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. I'm Michael Petro. Thank you for listening to The Real Debaters. Uh, check us out on Twitter. And uh, we podcast from Podbean, which I'm sure you're listening to. So thanks, Podbean, for helping us out. Have a good one, guys. Talk Not a to sponsor. You later. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pee. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Uh, how long was that? <laughs>